If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Let's start the show. I'm in a zone. Uh... <laughs> oh, they shoot you! What? Now, I tell y'all this every week, much like life, the point of our intro every week at this point is to have a point to take away when you walk away. The takeaway is take what it's away. called. This week, we're highlighting two beautiful black queens <laughs> who happen to be enjoying themselves, finding some sort of uh, happiness in life at the moment in times of certainly turmoil for many. Uh, but these sisters were smiling and enjoying themselves and dancing to the rhythm of the beat because they got the rhythm of the beat, boom, bam, okay? So they're outside having a good time. <laughs> and in the background, you hear gunshots. And you know what those two just wise sisters did? They said, oh, they shooting. <laughs> They kept dancing. I don't know what was happening. You laugh it off. That's exactly what happened. So the point of all that, the point of that is that no matter what's going on, we have to find joy, find the silver lining in that cloud. (laughs) With that being said, the hashtag this week is ha 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 ha. Are you serious? Yep. And I ain't talking about that 80s song, which I do love. Ha, 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 I know this much is Chloe's baby name. With that being said, I want to welcome everyone to the Friend Zone, your weekly look into mental health. Notice I didn't say understood because I know a lot of y'all still don't know why she named that baby true. So I just want to move forward. Oh so with that God. being said... <laughs> I want to welcome everyone to the Friend Zone, your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and definitely, wholeheartedly, mental hygiene. Because who in the hell Hell. wants a musty brain? (laughs) Dead air. And with that being said, hey, friend. Hey, Dustin. How are you, my love? I'm good. How are your weekends? Oh, baby, action-packed. What'd you do? Action-fucking-packed. I was black. Uh, and in calligraphy, in calligraphy letters, I was black this weekend. I actually was blessed uh, and able to attend the Vuv Clico Polo Classic. I was I was put on the list, y'all, and I was able to go and enjoy myself. 
And um, it was just so wonderful to be amongst a group of so many people of of color who were so involved in presenting themselves in a certain way that day. And everybody was so proud. Everybody was so proud of how they looked. And so it just gave the energy of the space just the perfect boost. It was such a great place to be. What'd you wear? Um, I actually, I wore suit supply. I had on a a navy linen um, suit. Uh, it was it was navy linen with a large white window pane design on it, mm. with a white uh, dressy like sneaker, you know the little flat ones, mm-hmm. um, and a white shirt, white hanky, which I used to dab the sweat with a dab of sweat with a dab yes. of sweat. But I used my hanky and I had a red like a red fedora on, so it was a good time. Ooh, just a touch. Much much just love to touch. everyone who showed so much love to you, friend, to Asante, to uh, the Reed, to Getting Grown, all our LSN family. Everybody that loved those shows told me when they saw me, and I love oh, that. Sweet. So, Thank shout you. out to all the beautiful people that were in attendance. So that was wonderful. Um, and on Sunday, I actually hung out with Fury, so that was great. Um, we just—it was a good, good weekend. Yay! Yeah. Oh, and tickets for his three hundred five live. Um, just are, went on. Yeah, they just went live. What's the website? Do you know? It's is it Fury three hundred five dot com. But we'll look it, it up is, in the yeah. meantime. What about you, Asante? How was your weekend? My weekend was awesome. I actually was with Fury and Crystals in the six this weekend. Hey, hey, Shout out hey. to everybody that came out to the pop-up shop and the live show in Toronto. It was amazing to see all of my niggas in the whole wide world out there. Cute. The six is alive and well. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a little fireworks show downtown where we were staying. It was awesome. It was great. Mm. Had an amazing time. Came back, did more work for If I Were a Rapper. Mm, also mm. been working um, a lot. For whatever reason, I've just been collaborating with a lot of people lately. Not it's even, a good thing. Not even next to the show. And it's just amazing to collaborate with people that I've known. So shout out to Latasha and uh, Mouse, who we just had on. Mouse uh, Jones. Last week, yes, Mouse Jones. Uh, me and him were a guest on Latasha's show with Jameer. Um, I'm hesitant to talk about this damn show because it was so messy and because Mouse Jones was there, but it was called... (laughs) I love him, man. (laughs) I do, man. (laughs) That nigga is hilarious and smart. It was cute having him Um, on. He's too much. So the show itself was called We Shall Over Chug. Wow. And I will just say that Mouse does not even have to... He doesn't even drink. Right. And that's how he is. So... (laughs) Thank you very much, for uh, Latasha, for doing that to me. Uh, I will let you all know when that arrives. We're going to start calling Mouse Candy Burris because you know how Candy <laughs> don't drink or smoke, but she still be with all of Live. the shits. That's Mouse Jones. That is. He may be small. Oh! Oh, oh my God, that's a throwback. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, my God. Francesca. Mm-hmm. Tell us how your weekend was, dear. It was good. I was in Wyoming. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Can you imagine? No, <laughs> Surely cannot. I love how y'all faces totally shifted. What if I really was? Would you guys cancel me? Nah, you nah. know, I don't believe in that. <laughs> Never. We I would have to talk. You. I would have to be like, I'll come back to the studio and my seat would be missing next week. I'd have been like, friend, did you think you could save him? Is that why you went? Or friend, what the hell is wrong with you? You know, things like that. But that's all. No, it was a good weekend. Mm. I um, have been... Well, I cut my hair. Which is fucking amazing. Thank it. you. She on her Vanessa Huxtable, y'all. 
<laughs> I'm really happy about it. I told uh, Mona, shout out to the Mona Cut on mm-hmm. Instagram, who's my homie. She's cut my hair for what this is like the third year. I told her to give me that 90s and living color throwback. I'm wearing a yes. hat right now, so you can't see the full effect, but it's so cute. I'm so happy with it. Um, so I was just messing around with that, just kind of trying to change. I don't know. I'm in a in like a transitional phase. Where I'm like trying to change my closet, my hair. Just I don't know. You it know when you get in like that, that mood, kind of yeah. Or, where you're just like looking through your style and yeah, just playing around. So that was kind of like a spring cleaning. Of course, donated tons of clothes. Yes. Um, and then prepping, actually prepping because the next stop on my wellness tour is Toronto. Hey. Yes. Right? Back in the six. I'm so excited about that. So we're actually, apparently, well, I don't know, maybe we could leak it. Uh, Friendzone might be in Toronto, maybe. It's up for debate. <laughs> Toronto, you know, let us know. On the list. Yeah. I was seeing a lot of people, and when I saw them this weekend, they were saying how much they love you guys. So, so well, baby, I'm ready to turn the six upside down. That's a nine now. Hey. <laughs> I actually put them numbers together. I'm going to be with the shit, so we go to Toronto. <laughs> so, baby, we coming. Right? So, you know, it's, it's up for debate. So, let's see. But also, in the meantime, thefriendzonelive.com. Yes. Go there to buy tickets if you are in Los Angeles yes. because yes. we are pulling up on June 16th, That's which is right. about, what, a little under two weeks from yeah. now. That's right. We're so excited. We have a surprise guest that you guys are going to be excited about and a surprise musical artist that you're definitely going to be excited about. You know we're always going to rep artists that we talk about on the show. That's right. And we won't tell you about it, so you'll be pleasantly surprised when you get there. So LA, pull up. TheFriendZoneLive.com And if I were a rapper Grab your tickets Are you Just Do you still have it, tickets left? Well if you're listening today Oh shoot <laughs> the, the show might I don't know Maybe there'll be tickets Maybe there might be So if you're at your desk And you're looking for something To do after work chance. I mean just go to IfIWereRapper.com And see if you're gonna be there Just pull up and bang on the door Pull up Bang on the door You know <laughs> Pull up Hop out <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have drinks. I'm going to be smoked up. Dustin's going to be on stage. Right. We're going to have DJ uh, Miss Milan is going to be yes. spinning the tunes. Yes. Queen of Spades. You know, she's my sister and I love her so much, but she knows I want to work with all the all the DJs in the whole wide world. <laughs> so Queen of Spades actually got with Miss Milan and they made it a whole thing. And it's, oh, where? Yes. Oh, I told you I want networks everywhere I go. I want everybody doing everything. And they knew each other already, so it's like sisterhood. Right. Cute. So I want to, you know, do. I just want to do the whole thing. Like, I want to be a music mogul and just be able to call up like, oh, yeah, I know plenty of DJs in whatever city I touch down in. Sisterhood of the traveling laptops. (laughs) (laughs) Sisterhood of the traveling turntables. So, yes, log on if I were a rapper, come out, play some games. It's going to be some trivia. It's going to be fun as fuck. It is. It's going to be live. You go. You get to see Fran and her new haircut. Maybe if I debut it, I might have a hat on. But don't touch it. <laughs> it's a long okay. week. Because <laughs> you know I'll be there. <laughs> so y'all ready to jump into this week's show? Well, that was a recap. <laughs> so no, Mouse was here. That's it. Goodbye. First of all, that funny ass title that Dustin came up with of, of Mouse and Men. We had an episode featuring Mouse Jones, and it was hilarious. We had a lot of mixed, <laughs> a lot of mixed <laughs> reviews. <laughs> um, I, I 
I love Mouse. Only so I, I can hate happy. on Mouse. You know. Who out there? Uh-uh. Hold I on. I was very happy with Mouse. I thought it was a great episode. We have to be able to show different perspectives, um, yes. especially coming up in business. If all of us talk the same, act the same, have the same trajectory, what fun is that for a show? But right. as always, you guys had a lot to say. So, friend, what did you find in those SoundCloud streets? Oh, I like how you sent them my way. <laughs> <laughs> well, the comment that I found on SoundCloud that I thought was hilarious was this person doesn't have a name. It's a long ass number. So it's like user 313957349. Say, hey, y'all, I've been cracking up already. I must state that Dustin ain't lied not one bit about those damn Walmart floors. <laughs> I worked there for about two and a half months doing asset protection and my damn body ached every time I worked. They fired my ass and I sure as hell don't miss it. <laughs> I'm sorry. That has to be the one I picked. I told y'all. So I got to say. Shout out to, uh, who was, was that, Boosie daughter? A young thug's daughter? I told y'all yeah. niggas. I told y'all niggas. Hopefully we can get the audio right here. I told y'all niggas. <laughs> what about you, Asante? What stood out to you? Um, I just said it's mouse. So I kind of ignored all the comments because it's mouse. Okay. No, I'm just playing. I didn't uh, get to go through all of the Twitter comments because it my, was a lot. My comments were just flying this week with a lot of stuff, a lot of fluff. And yeah, I didn't find anything positive to say about Mouse. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just really. I need y'all to know how fed up I am with Mouse, and I don't even know if all of this is going to air on this show, and that's why I hesitate to talk about it. But they, they put me through a lot yesterday. But Mouse. <laughs> Mouse is funny as hell. As y'all heard last week, that's my comment, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Dustin, what did you find? In these Twitter streets. In these streets. Uh, <laughs> we want to shout out to uh, Black Lives Matter at BLM underscore voice, who said the last survivor, the last survivor <clears throat> of Tulsa's Black Wall Street, 95-year-old Olivia Hooker, gives her firsthand account on the attack on June 1st, 1921. Follow that Twitter account. You can watch the video. It's um, a short video clip that is really interesting. We always, you know, we love facts. We love history. We love historical accounts, and we really love firsthand accounts. So check that out. Um, I also want to give a shout-out to uh, at Lil Uzi Exclusive, who yes. posted the video of Lil Uzi pulling up <laughs> on Rich the Kid and left him speeches hiding behind security. And Rich and Lil Uzi literally walked up and said, so, what have you been saying about me? <laughs> behind, when I'm behind, I find it so funny, but when you're behind my back, you want to be doing this when I pull oh, you up. you me. I thought he was okay. really that. So I want to give a shout out to them. Also, shout out to. But when at, I pull up, okay. <laughs> when I post up, or when I pull up, you don't want to post up. So what is it you've been saying about me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out to Lil Uzi though. He was dressed to fight and everything. Shout out to my sis, Lil Uzi. <laughs> Also, shout out to at Fox Files, F-O-X-X-F-I-L-E-S, who tweeted, No Limit Records released 23 albums in 1998, 20 of which went gold or platinum, including Snoop's The Game Is To Be Sold, Not To Be Told, Mm -hmm. which went three times platinum and was a great fucking album. For those of you who don't know, get familiar. And also the best-selling record of Master P's career, four times platinum, MP The Last Dime, which was also good. Happy 20th anniversary to that album. 
Um, and then I also want to give a shout out to Revolt TV to close this bitch out, who tweeted, Beyonce is perhaps one of the most important black faces in Black Music Month because her very work helps to preserve the best aspects of our culture. Here mm. are five moments she conveys the black experience to new audiences. Mm. And so they chronicled those five moments. It's a dope thread on their Twitter account. Mm. So check that out. And you know what I'm saying? We rolled through the good neighborhood of these Twitter streets this week. It wasn't okay. no mess. It wasn't no fuss. Stayed away from the kids. You know what I'm saying? We kept it above board, and that's all I got to say in these streets. Mm, so you ready to jump into this week's episode? Yeah. <laughs> Why are y'all making this face? I feel like I I gotta be, I'm eating these crackers, friend. I'm ready to jump in. I'm A eating these. Bags. Like, <laughs> we nervous. Look, going in cold, and I'm cold. No, no, no. It's good. It's good. Okay, so have <laughs> I'm like, how do I start it? So. This episode so. is also brought to you by how Ritz. Fuck? If y'all wondering I, what the hell that crumbling is, because I'm not. Wanna, <laughs> no, no. So okay, so I had this is a quick story, and then it'll go into what the topic is. So God. I had, um, I was at an event, and I had an executive that I'm cool with. We've been friends for like a long time. So strange enough, he asks me about an artist that he's considering for a tour. And <laughs> Asante's eating these cookies and it's yes. taking me down. <laughs> so he asked, so he mentions the artist and it happens to be an ex of mine. He just has no idea. Right. An ex that we had like an awful, I mean, it wasn't awful, but it just wasn't the best. Right. Um, so he's asking me about this person as far as the tour and as an artist. And it put me in such an interesting position because... As an artist, he's amazing and deserves the opportunity. But as a person, he was pretty terrible, you know? And so there was like, I, here's the opportunity to give the Carfax almost mm -hmm. or like a Yelp review <laughs> on Ooh. a person. And you have to separate your emotions. Yes. You know what I mean? Because yes. I'm like, who am I to tell this person? First of all, I'm not going to gossip. I'm not going to be like, well, let me tell you. Because <laughs> the guy didn't ask that. But when you put it in the context of a Yelp review. Of a human Yelp review. Because, because people, that's what I got put in opposition yes. of like, what are your thoughts on him? Because I've heard X, Y, and Z. He was like, I know you know him. I don't know if the guy knew that I had dated him and maybe he was fishing. I don't know. But have you ever been put in a position where you had to give Carfax or a Yelp review on someone, whether it was for a job. It could even be that someone had asked you, maybe they were interested in dating them and kind of just wanted to know what your experience was. You know what I mean? Just mm. weird situation where you're like, how honest do I want to be in this moment? But I also don't want to block anyone's blessings because I don't believe in that. You know, right. like he was a dick <laughs> and had a lot of issues but that has nothing to do with this opportunity that could potentially change his whole shit, his whole trajectory. And who am I to like, not even that I hold the power because it was just a conversation. You know, it wasn't right. like I'm the reason he's going to either make it or not. But right. it goes to show how you just never know. You know, like when you when you treat people in certain ways, you never know when they'll have to be in a conversation with someone that is deciding something about you, hmm. they'll be the one that'll be asked. You hmm. know, like, it's just interesting the way life works. So I'm curious, have you ever been put in that position? And be honest, were you able to... <laughs> 
separate your personal feelings <laughs> from what the person may or may not deserve as far as career. This happened to me last year. Ooh. Last year, this happened to me. And I'm going to be as... Um, <laughs> I'm going to be as, as general and as, um, you know, evasive, you know, yes. as, as, as anonymous <laughs> as I can. But so a long, long time ago. You sound ago, like Drake. <laughs> the audacity. October's very own. <laughs> May the angels protect me. Never mind. Anyway, uh, so early on in my professional career, um, as an actor and as a, in the entertainment industry, in the industry, in the industry, <laughs> right? Um, I was burnt professionally, like really, really badly. Mm. Like, and it was never ever made okay. Um, it was blatant. It was complete. It was illegal. Oh shit! All of that, right? And they never ever made good on it. Um, and so this was like literally at the beginning for me right so fast forward so time goes on the person that they ghost me you know both professionally and personally Mm, um i reach out and reach out and reach out numerous times via email their numbers change they move you know out to the west coast then they come back to new york you know they're having professional successes on television and in film um and um, and they're not an actor. Let me be clear on that. This person is not an actor. Right. They're not. They're behind the scenes talent. Right. And so they were having um, success in television and in film. Um, and like I said, they were in L.A. and now they were back in New York. And as time goes on, you know, fast forward maybe six, seven years at this point. Um, you know, I've been working and progressed to certain, you know, circles in certain rooms. And so um, a professional endeavor came up for me where they were still determining the other participants, but they were silent on me Mm. as a choice. And so um, they consulted with me. um, And the funny thing is, is it wasn't even who I don't want to talk too much. (laughs) Somebody involved with the production consulted with me about potential choices for um, the other participants And they started going down the list of names and asking me if I knew these people. And then this person's name came up. And this is the moment of truth. The person's name came up. So now at this point, we have become industry peers. And in this particular um, situation, there was a high level of interest in my opinion on this part. Um, And so I... You know, what was I supposed to do? So what I did was I focused on their professional accomplishments. Right. And I said, well, based upon, you know, the work that they have done and the things that they have, um, you know, offered up for consumption, I think that there has been some great strides made, you know, and I think that that is admirable. And I kind of left it at that. Right. Um, and they ended up, uh, well, I won't even say what ended up happening, but well, they did, I will say they ended up, they didn't get the opportunity, Mm. um, 
for a couple different reasons. So I never, to this day, I have yet to be in the same room with them physically. Um, but it's coming. It's going to happen. Of course. But in that situation, industry. I could have, like, really, and I was I was very oh, familiar no, so. and comfortable with the person that asked me. Same. Um, and so I, I could have, I could have spoken, you know, off the record with mm-hmm. them if I wanted to. But I just feel like that never ends well. And I feel like it's not good energy to put out. Um, and I feel like all of that is reciprocal. It comes right back to you. And I just don't ever want to be the person who was the the one who, you know, spoke negatively on someone like that. Right. So sometimes when you think there's nothing that you can say, there is an area, there's something that you can mention instead of what you feel <laughs> you should it's true. Yeah, and but that shit just fucking happened. Now I can cuss. That shit just fucking happened to me. And I started to tell them that motherfucker did me so dirty. You know, that I wanted to be like, fuck this. him. Yes. Don't put him on a toy. He don't deserve it. He don't deserve women. this shit. I want to be like, he treat women like shit. Yeah. He's a liar. Yeah. And then I was like, he's a Cut great yourself. artist. There you go, friend. <laughs> he's a great artist, though. And and it's like, and you know, we talk about this is in terms of artists and this we've had the conversation about canceling people for like their political views or if they cheated or whatever. I mean, politicians get fired and have to resign when they find out they cheated. You know, like sometimes the career and personal is is so meshed that there's no separation. And so when the executive came up to me and it felt weird because I was like, of all the artists that we could be talking about right now, it had to be him. Like... Like when you saw that name on that list, you was like, damn, how did this name? You know, it was like you were being tested. I felt so tested Mm -hmm. and I'm a fully conscious of situations like that because it's almost like God is like, okay, you you talk all of this. Well, let me put you in this situation to see if you really are about that. Mm -hmm. And I did the same like you did. Obviously, the part of my mind wanted to be like, no, he doesn't mm-hmm. deserve it. He's a terrible person. <laughs> you then, and your mom. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the pettiness in your spirit will low-key feel a little bit good. Like, oh my I God. fucked your whole shit up. But then I was like, but for what? And it's the the thing. Why would I do I think I our that? situations were kind of similar. So totally. that's why I'm still speaking. But, like. The thing about it is it's almost like a once in a lifetime opportunity. Like if I it's literally like when you're like, if I swear to God, if I ever fucking, you know what I'm saying? And then it happens. And, and you're it happens. like But I did not want that to be a reflection. I feel like it says more about you than it would him. And that's what mm-hmm. I take when people because that happens. And, and even this person, a lot of people that we know speak very negatively of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't ever like how it looks. Right. I just feel like it looks like you're concentrating on that instead of really working on like you and your gift. Right. And I just I don't want to be that nigga. So I didn't. But so I was praying shit. No, it's the same thing. I literally said to him, yo, he's an incredible artist. He'll give you one hell of a show. You know, I've seen him live and he's he like you'll be very, very happy with him on the tour. I was like, he deserves it, too. He works very hard because it's true. Mm-hmm. He he works very hard and I can't take that away from him. But, you know, that that personal aspect, it was an interesting moment because I was like, <laughs> you know, you almost feel like does he deserve for me to put good on him? <laughs> they don't. But find silence in this part, too. 
there's also an opportunity there for the other person to ask you more questions Mm -hmm. and you will tell the truth. So if they were to ask you, so what about like personally, like, do you feel like you're a person of integrity or (laughs) whatever? But even if you would have done that, I probably would have left it alone because How would you have answered? It's not my place. Like, I didn't want to be messy, Mm -hmm. you know, and be like, well, he's this, that, and the other because that's me as a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's Mm -hmm. that's my other question too. Like, have you ever had someone... And this is like a little bit of a tangent, but it makes it connects when someone has like a scent on a perfume or an oil and you're like, I like it. And then when you go to put it on, it doesn't smell the same on you. Yeah. And and I learned that about people like it's it's that's who he was with me. Mm-hmm. That's how we connected. That was our relationship. That doesn't mean that that's who he is, period. You know what I mean? Like that's my perception of him, of, of the situation You've seen people like it's interesting because even amongst your friends, we don't all know each other the same way. Right. You know, the way I know Asante is not the way Dustin experiences Asante and the way that I experience Dustin is not the way Asante experiences. You know, so sometimes I don't want to be that person to create a a storyline based on what I'm seeing and it may not even be what it is. And I also don't know who he is right now, Mm. which is also unfair for me to put that on him. Like, well, let me tell you what he did three years ago. You know how many people he's met in three years? Yeah. You know how many things he's been through in three years? Like so much has passed. He could be a complete 180 from where we left off and then here I am, the opportunity to shit on him based on who he was three years ago. That's true. And plus, I would rather shit on you anyway. I'd rather <laughs> cuss him out. Like, if I see this person, I'd rather cuss them out as right. opposed to talk bad about him behind their back. Yeah, and then, you know, you know I didn't want to look messy with an executive talking about my ex. Right, like, right, just, right. He didn't ask me all that. What Goddamn about you, though? <laughs> so a, a couple of different situations come to mind. Like, back when I worked in a restaurant or a few different restaurants, I was always, because I've worked worked in so many different restaurants and I always got like really good reviews wherever I went and I always was able to just go other places. I felt like I was kind of the in-demand guy, the go-to guy. Right. And that sounds kind of backwards because like if you were so good, why don't you stay in one place? But it was like, you know, New York money is fast money and it depends on the season and the area and all that shit. So I just knew where to go and what to do and how to get there. So going along the way, you meet so many people in the industry, people that you want to work with that are like good servers, people that are terrible servers and they just look good. So they make money. Like you just meet all sorts of fucking people. So it just always became an issue when I would go places. I would either get on the team just because I knew people there or I wouldn't get on just because I didn't know nobody or I will be working somewhere and somebody be like, yo, you work in this restaurant? Like, you have to get me in there. And I'm like, no. Like, I used to straight up tell people that I didn't like it. No, like, you're not coming to work here. You're terrible. Like, you don't deserve the money. I used to tell them straight up that shit because I hated it. But there were a lot of situations where they were like friends of mine that I knew were not good servers. Oh, shit. And, but they used to keep a job. So then when somebody would be like, yo, your, your friend came in, X, Y, Z, I would just be like, I'm like, they come to work, they show up. <laughs> And like I would and just say lying. that because <laughs> and it would only go as far as you know if they wanted the job and the boss only asked me about them professionally. Like they asked me, "Is this your friend?" And yes, it is my friend, my raggedy ass friend, but friend. <laughs> and they said, "Have you worked with them before?" And I had worked with them before, <laughs> so I was being honest like through this whole questionnaire, and they just never got to the part where it was like, you know, do you think this person is going to be good at their job? <laughs> well, not bad at their job. See, they weren't bad at their job. <laughs> See, they was asking all the right questions in a good employee, 
and they met that criteria. But there was like a lot of miscellaneous stuff that they would do at work. Because, you know, re- working in restaurants, everybody's got personalities. Right. So they were just one of the personalities that just could not get along with other people. It's like just behind a high-stress Yeah, job. everybody's trying to get their money. Some people are mad because they got, you know, bills to pay. They got babies, not enough hours, like always a ton of shit. So that's why whenever I would get into it with people at work, some of the time we could just curse each other out and the next day be like, hey, girl, what's up? Like, and be all good. And it was kind of volatile to work in that environment, but it was also kind of stress relieving. We can tell each other how we really feel. We could burn each other's fingers in the kitchen sometime. Like, we could fuck up each other's food if I really hated you. But no, we were there to get money and we hated each other so much that we needed to get the fuck out of each other's way so we can keep this shit afloat. And then there were people that did not do the same. And I was able to take people with me and not take people with me. So I kind of think about both sides of that, mm-hmm. where there's like the people that do deserve to be places and or they're the people that don't deserve to be places. Well, I don't know if I'm at liberty to say this person doesn't deserve to be here. If you're asking me questions that says, hey, this is a person that you would want to be here. Right. But if they were to ask me like, all right, well, you know, how does this person work like personally? You know, do you like being in their space or whatever? I'd probably be like, ah, oh, well, you know, they don't... Organize the way that I organize my shit, or they don't run their food as fast as I do because I got to run behind them. So that's not really somebody I want on my shift. <laughs> like I would say shit like that. Right. And I remember being in a situation professionally outside of that creatively because, you know, we do the podcast. So a lot of people, they trust a lot of things that we have to say. They were like, you know, professionally, how do you feel about this person doing X, Y, and Z? And I was just kind of like, um, like I had to stop myself because I thought about how much I did not like this person. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, let me put that on the back burner because that's not what they asked this is me. not what they asked. And then I realized that this person wouldn't even be good at what they were asking me. So why would I like go to bed and lie and put them up there to get something? And they're not even good at that. And I don't even like them. Right. So I just said, fuck that. And I just told the truth in the kindest of ways. And then it came back later that they were mad at somebody else about it. And I was just like, you're stupid. <laughs> Like, you being mad at the wrong person is exactly why I know that you weren't even prepared for this. But that wasn't my lesson to actually teach you. You still have to learn that lesson, I guess. And they did. Wherever you go. Yeah. Exactly. And it happened recently to a good friend of mine who, which is why even ref the whole thing with, like, references and old jobs is tricky. You know, because sometimes it's not fair. Like, your boss could have been the asshole. Right. And and you were just trying to save yourself and now suddenly they have the power right. to decide, you know, you, uh, your next moves because they're being asked feedback on you when, they, you know, it was their experience with you and they could very well have been provoking you. Like, things like that make me uncomfortable about having to give car facts or Yelp right. reviews on mm-hmm. people. It happened to a friend recently. Him and his, and his assistant was great. Like, she did great, 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 great work. But she, I think, you know, was having some kind of crisis, which happens where suddenly it's like just not what she wanted to do anymore. And she quit. And it wasn't, she didn't give like enough time. So that was kind of ugly. You know, Mm -hmm. it was like very abrupt. It wasn't well thought out. I didn't give him time to figure out his next moves, which is why you should put in your notice. You know, what is it? Like two weeks notice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So that part was ugly. And then unfortunately for her next job, she actually had the bo- the audacity <laughs> for to, the boss to call him to ask him if as she had listed him as a reference. Mm. So the new boss was asking feedback on her. And it put my friend in that shitty position of she's actually amazing at what she does. But the way she left was messy. How do I tell a new boss? Mm. <laughs> you know what How I mean? How do I? <laughs> 
you know, how do I do that? And he felt very conflicted. And he was like, I really don't know how to feel because there's a part of me that's like, yes, she's good. But she also left like this, which is childish and not exemplary of like a, a top employee, you know? See, I struggle with all of that, too. Right. Because when you think about people giving references, sometimes depending on the job or where you go, they don't even check references like in the in the restaurant, they just relied on other people. They were like, they didn't. I wasn't even listening to reference in certain restaurants. They were like, you know, has anybody you worked in this restaurant before? Did you work with this person? And they're asking me, and I'm in my mind, I'm thinking like, who they list? Call uh, them, right? Like, <laughs> I just came to work to clock in and clock out. I don't know this person. You don't hire me to manage no damn body. That's your job. Like, why are you asking me to do that? But at the same time, I also struggle with like jobs when they say like, especially in the restaurant, right? When you're at will, they'll just cut you when they want to. Sometimes they'll be like, oh, yeah, um, the season's over, so we're not going to ask you back for, you know, the next week or two. But a lot of them will literally just be like, you know, at the end of the week, you're done. And it's Thursday. Wow. So is the end of the week Friday or Sunday, like depending on where you work. So it's like, what the fuck are you doing? That's scary. So when you tell me that they quit, they kind of just left. In my mind, I think... Depending on the company or the industry, shit, they might have just been able to ask her ass anyway. Like, they might have been mad at them, but they might have done the same thing. Like, oh, we got somebody that's actually going to do your job and somebody else's I job. I mean, that's and true if you want to look at it, you know, in both sides. Even though, obviously, my friend wouldn't have done that. Right, right. He, he's integrity-based. You know, he has more of a heart-centered business model, which is what I like. We on my tour, we call that we call it that. Like what we do is like we make sure that people are good. It's not so much about how you're making me feel, but just this as a whole isn't working out. So let's fix it. Um, But I just it was an interesting thing because it kind of happened to my friend and to me around the same time. I was like, what is this (laughs) message? This ninja training suddenly. But aside from like career stuff, has that ever happened personally? Because I've also had people ask me questions about someone they know that I've dated, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of be like, give me the rundown, the 411, like what happened? Why did it mess up? And then, and it kind of is the same thing. Back in the day, I would have said it. I'd be like, girl, girl run. <laughs> let so me tell you. Let me you put know, some tea on. You know, but now I don't feel that way. You know, it happened to me recently, too, where the girl didn't come to me directly, but she knows someone I know and was like, see, if you ask Fran, like, if she'd be comfortable, I want to know what happened. And I felt weird because it was like, well, that's not for you to know. Right. And also, similar to what I was saying earlier, that's how me and him connected. That doesn't mean that's how you and him connected. Y'all could very well have a way stronger communication maybe you guys have better chemistry maybe you guys you know what I mean like or we could have had better chemistry and you guys don't have no chemistry and then here I'm telling you he's open he's able to talk and then you experience him like no the fuck he's not long talk bro you and me are not the same bitch (laughs) (laughs) I mean besides that (laughs) yes that's happened to me you're right and it's common. <laughs> I feel like two for me is two things, right? Like amongst, you know, the black gay community, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Shit. So <laughs> but amongst the community and shit, first of all, I'm not about to discuss somebody that I dated. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to be Pillow that talk. type of person. I'm not messy. Mm-hmm. And I'm never gonna be you ain't never gonna hear nobody say, you ain't never gonna hear nobody say Dustin said X, Y, Z, that shit don't even come up because that's not how I get down. So I wouldn't do it for that reason. Number two, I feel like it's a direct reflection on your decision making. I decided to be with this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I decided 
that we was that we loved our, you know there was love and we were in a relationship and I stand by that decision and that choice and I felt like me bad mouthing it and bad mouthing them is only going to make the person that I'm talking to lose respect for me and my choices and True. lose respect for me so I just I don't want to again I don't want to be that way and it's never been more appealing to me to vent or to get it off my chest. That's never appealed to me more than to have some sort of dignity um, post, you know, whatever the relationship was. Hmm. So that's just kind of like how I manage my shit. Plus, if you ever was mine, you always mine. And <laughs> you ain't finna sit up and talk about one of mine, period. I okay? the period. You, ain't, you ain't finna sit up and dog out somebody that I ever said I loved or cared about. And I'm damn sure not about to allow you to do it off of some shit that I'm telling you that ain't none of your business I don't in the know first why place. I gave me chills. So like, like, I like yeah, that. that ain't, that's how that works. <laughs> You know, some G shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that street just, code. No, it's true. You know, uh-uh. and, I, and I, like I said, the old me when I was younger would have probably been like, let me tell you, even though no one ever really asked me back in the day, but now I can't do it. You're not going to get the Yelp review from me. No. You're just not. And because I don't want people doing that for me either. Could you imagine the woman I was three, four years ago is absolutely not the woman I am now. And if you're getting a Yelp review from friend in 2014, it's 15, it's, un- it's extremely unfair because that is not what the experience is going to be now. You know what I mean? And you're just like chopping me down already before the person gets to experience. But also... It kind of makes me look at the person sideways because why are you asking for Yelp yeah. reviews? You know what I mean? Right. Like, it sounds like you got your answer already if you right. need to be asking around. Like, experience the person. What is it to you? Step you know? your game up. Yeah. Like, just jump in. I get it. People get nervous. <laughs> and you know what, too? I will say there's an element of, like, because I do want to protect women, mm-hmm. you know, and there's, like, the unity. Oh, and Yeah, that. there's a sisterhood of, like... Well, fuck that shit. <laughs> Brand, you know what I'm saying? Because at that point, she, she wa- trying you. I know, I know. Like, you and a sucker ain't going to have a conversation with this bitch. And you that's know what I'm why saying? I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, friend, please. Who's friend. the bitch? Right. I, just, I just done got mad, friend. Who the fuck asked you <laughs> that? Who stepping to you? Who was it? We need to know. We need to act. We need to start having... Y'all I'm taking this shit to Twitter right now. Y'all know who it is because I showed y'all. <laughs> I like how y'all both got We might need to pause because yeah, I'm gonna have to, to well, you, we're gonna have to roll your to roll your tapes back. <laughs> <laughs> you have to roll the tapes back after the show. But all I'm saying is oh. there's a part of the sisterhood in me too. I love how y'all just got around. <laughs> just gotta There's a sisterhood in me that's like I wanna protect her. I don't even know her, but I wanna protect her. I don't want her to get hurt or have to experience what I did. But that's not my job, right. number uh, one. And or like your I, man. Not my man, and it's also may very well not be her experience. Right. And it would be unfair of me to be like, he did this. We're going to give her experience, all right? <laughs> she asked you one more fucking question. <laughs> She's going to get her. We're going to define her experience. Because like you're saying, like not to be extreme, but if you was in a relationship with somebody and he treated you a certain way, if you were to be like, he treated me this way, like he used to buy me flowers all the time and X, Y, and Z, and then you become the new girl, you're like, this nigga ain't thought about no goddamn flowers. Which happens too, I'm together. sure. Imagine if I was, you know, who knows? The things that I could be <laughs> complaining about or seeing differently might not even be anything to her. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. we're different women. I have, we have different standards. We have different expectations. It's totally different. Different views. Different views. And, he, and like you keep saying, he might be completely different with her. Like. Time 
time because changing. of however she is. Absolutely. Yeah, they deserve each other. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. What's that song? I hope it gives you hell. Hope it gives you hell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shit. But it does make me sad, though. I have to admit, because there was a part of me that wanted to be like, run, run. Right. And it was also run. a part of me that to be like, bitch, if you don't get out of my face asking me this goddamn question, who are you to ask me about my nigga for your benefit? What kind of shit is that? Girl, I will slap the shit out of you. You don't take your ass. Get the, get the fuck out of here. That's what it makes you want to do, right? Right. Kick in the door, wave in the phone, fall. Like, what? And let's be clear The explanation I'm talking about giving That's amongst mutual friends People that knew me And that person right. I shit, Whatever That's different A hole in the street <laughs> Please I wish you would We ain't got shit to talk about Anyway I wish a stranger would Coach me So You used to kick it with um, You know Whatever Whatever I know you Are you his sister Like, like what do, I, do I know you <laughs> They come woman to woman <laughs> As a man I want to talk to you about Uh Okay, you finna we finna talk all right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go ahead, friend. Has that happened to you, Asante, with relationships where someone tried to get the Yelp review? No. No. Uh, no. No. <laughs> People don't bother me when it comes to niggas. No. No. What about in the reverse? Have y'all ever asked? <laughs> I don't even gotta answer this question. Everybody in this room. <laughs> no, the ghost that's floating around. Everybody in the room, no. I would never. Like, are you friend? Can oh my god, I can't like, So I'm even. interested in uh so, <laughs> you so, know what? Never mind. <laughs> my nigga, my shit ain't even set up like that. Y'all already know. Please. What happened to Sante? Nothing. I just there was a I remember a situation where I met somebody's like ex and they were just kind of like, I guess trying to figure out who I was or something. And I'm just sitting there kind of like, um, what? So like now I'm, I'm thinking about this shit all over again. I'm like, uh-uh. Like, th- that wasn't a situation I knew how to be in because they were kind of, I don't know, I guess trying to get their person back or something. But this is somebody oh, I yikes. wasn't even really talking to like that. It was kind of like, I know this person. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know them. Yeah, we used to talk. And I was like, OK. I and didn't so then ask that. I didn't ask and still not interested in this conversation. So when's it going to be over? Like, that's <laughs> why I'm standing there looking. Let me tell you the best way to handle that next time this happens to you, because I know you be on your you know, I know you be out here. Look, so the next time this happened to you, the best way to handle that shit, empathize with the nigga. You know what? I'm so over it. Let me open my heart like Yolanda Adams said, okay? Let me open my heart and tell you, damn, that's what's up. You know what? I understand you. You know what I'm saying? It ain't even that serious with us. I get why you asking. I wish y'all peace. Like, you know, very much pat on, a, very much pat on the head. Tap, tap would, on the top of the I head. That's how you with handle a, with a that. Newspaper. You want to come to me being a ch- being childish? I'm finna sun you. I'm like, That's what you do why? next time with Sante. And, and, I, and I, you know, I hate doing that because in my mind, I'm saying, like, why are you talking to me? That's what you let them like, know. Why you did don't, you know, you let them yourself. know you know why they talking to you. You so immature that I'm finna just nurture you right now cause that's what you need you gonna be like Jade at the Makosa cookout have a good day (laughs) there you go there you go (laughs) 
There you go, right there. <laughs> My nigga Jay. That's what I'm talking yes. about. Braid it up. Now, so, <laughs> so the conclusion is to interact less. No Carfax. No. Absolutely. Don't Yelp review people. No. Never okay. There's so there's no circumstance, whether it's career, there's never a circumstance where the it's only you appropriate circumstance is if and it's this should only the questioning should only go to this level, right? If you know that one of your friends knows this person and may have been interested, that's the only time it's appropriate to ask a question like, right. listen, I met this person. I don't know like if y'all know each other, if you like them or not. I just want to be clear. That's appropriate. Got you. But asking somebody about what their time was like, no. <laughs> what their time right. was like. Right. You want to read my <laughs> You won't tell. My secrets. They're going to be in the you pages of your diary. Please. I agree. Like I said, everyone experiences people differently. Based on your life, how you see the world, what you've been through, how you receive information. How you was raised. How you was raised. The how problem you- be your mama in the first place. <laughs> That's the problem. The state of your mind, the state of your heart. You know what I mean? There's so many factors that affect how you receive people and Mm -hmm. experiences. So who am I to tell you what I received? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I just wish people would take that into consideration more before speaking on their experiences with people. Also, speaking on behalf of the male delegation, right? <laughs> Please. Have a little bit more pride in your game. Like if you if that was you, that's you. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't take that back. You can't take history back. You can't take time back. You can't take memories back. People that knew that y'all kicked it know that y'all kicked it. So why are you okay with allowing them to disrespect your union? Whether it's that's real, you know, still together or not, that's a reflection on you. So at least like your energy, okay. And I don't mean e n e r g y. I mean i n n e r capital G. You know what I'm I saying? It. I heard it. Your energy <laughs> should motivate you to have a little bit more dignity and respect for yourself, your history, and your ex partner. Into me, I see. Into what me, I, not in, you know intimacy. <laughs> not into me, I see. Word to Tom Joyner. <sighs> Y'all are so silly this week, but I'm trying to tell you, like that's so crazy to me that niggas. No, like, I like I like how you see it. Like what? It's more so respect for you. Hell you know yeah. what I mean? Like kind of nigga so you out here getting dogged the fuck out getting dumped dumping nigg dumping all like you can't keep your shit together <laughs> at least let a motherfucker think y'all had differences you know as opposed to it being a mess irreconcilable yeah keep that shit you know keep the door closed <laughs> you got to like I just don't understand that's the problem all this oversharing that that's literally the right, problem right it's true. <laughs> Genuine tried to tell you it ain't none of your friends business it ain't none of your friends business TGT. These are on record for reference. So, you know. So those of you listening, let us know your thoughts. Do you do car facts? No do you do Yelp reviews? Facts. Do you do whole facts? Whole facts, dick mm-hmm. facts. Yeah. <laughs> you, you say yeah. <laughs> if you're a part of the art scene, artifacts. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But do you, you know. <laughs> you know, when you first said that Yelp review, that really put it in perspective. Because I think about when I read the reviews for certain places. Oh, my God. Every time I'm like, what you the just fuck seem are you angry. Doing? You're not even like you gave it once. You went to a burger restaurant. And you gave it one star because you ordered chicken and they didn't have any. 
It was like, why did you do this? And then you had to complain. And then you complained about the beverages or something. It's like, what? Why? Why did you even write a review? And you sometimes it's so angry where I'm like, <laughs> you're mad about spring rolls, like really yeah, yeah. mad, like really <laughs> mad, like. That to me already says a lot about you to me that I probably don't connect with. And that's why I think of it as Yelp reviews because I've heard people dog people and it's just like, you're really mad. It doesn't look good. It it says more to me about your state of mind. You know what I mean? But anyways, just something to consider, right? I'm just thinking about how when I uh, go into, oh, I I need to separate some things before I answer these questions mode. Like like that's 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 the mode. For real. It's for called real. maturity. <laughs> You're you know, like, am I going to be mature or not? It's like, ooh, I don't like this nigga, and we used to date, and he trying to come work here? Oh, hell no. Nah. Right. <laughs> but then he's a good worker, and I know that he'll put all my food on my tables because, you know, he'll have my back, you know, since we used to date. Yeah, and I don't want to cut nobody's money. Right. You know what I mean? And then his tip out might, he might tip out my cover. <laughs> Never mind. He might Sorry. look extra look I was just thinking, you. like, mm-hmm. damn, you know, <laughs> Many upsides. Many upsides. <laughs> many benefits. But that's it for this week's hot button. Great show. Something to think about. What a right? great conversation. So much for to the think nation. About. <laughs> this week's podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers your favorite step by step recipes and pre measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. Each box is delivered right to your door in recyclable, insulated packaging and made up of fresh, responsibly obtained ingredients from carefully selected farms and high-rated treasure, trusted excuse me, sources. Plus, with the simple recipes outlined on pictured step-by-step instruction cards, you can feel confident in your cooking. Cooking. There are even lots of one-pot recipes that require minimal cleanup so you can spend less time meal planning and grocery shopping each week and get that time back to do more of what you love. Dustin, I know you have the HelloFresh service. How does it treat you? It treats me like the Lionel Richie song. Hello! That's how I feel every time I open a box. (laughs) Let me tell you something about HelloFresh. It's the most simple, easy way to get something really good to eat at Mm. a great cost, okay? Everything you need is right there step by step. So for people who feel safe when you're guided and instructed through things, this is the perfect scenario for you because you get the end result and you literally have someone hold your hand along the way. The food is delicious. The instructions are so easy to follow. Listen, it's not rocket science. It ain't algebra. It ain't even Christianity. It's so simple. Like, all you have to do is just follow instructions. That's it. And I suggest that everybody gets as fresh as they can with HelloFresh because not only do we not want musty brains, we don't want musty plates either. Amen. So for $30 off your first week of Hello Fresh, <laughs> visit HelloFresh.com slash FriendZone30 and enter the code FriendZone30. That's HelloFresh.com slash FriendZone30. Offer code FriendZone30 for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh. Now let's jump into this week's wellness segment. Well, well, let me stay in my tone. Well, well. So I know anxiety lately has been pretty high. There's a, you know, we always talk about this. The internet has been heavy. There's a lot going on, especially politically, the videos, everything, even with celebrities. Um, So I have been trying to find different ways to meditate and relax. You guys know that's like my passion, trying to be a professional calmer. 
Like, mm, how do you... What a great job. Right? Like, shit. how can I continue to develop ways to stay calm by testing it out on myself and everyone around me and then passing on the information? So I wanted to put this one to the test. Obviously, if you're listening, you're driving. Please don't try it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're on the road trip. Because y'all be like, uh, I almost swerved. They be laughing to dust and talking about they almost swerved <laughs> off the highway. I'm like, please. Okay, don't meditate off the highway either now. Don't breathe right. off the highway. Right. But here's a meditation that I tried. And it's really nice because it's, it's not a lot of thinking, which I think sometimes meditations is like too many things. You got to think about the breathing and this and that. But this one, I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to think of what color comes to mind when you think of calm energy and peaceful energy, your state of mind, your body. You know, those days where everything just feels right. And you just like, this is how life, I wish life could always feel that way. What color comes to mind for you guys? I'm looking at like a periwinkle blue. Yes. Something kind of, but a little like Deepish, a little dark, like, like a, little... a cerulean. Yes, I like that. Yes. Dustin, what color comes to mind? I just see green. Oh, sweet. Okay, and now I want you to think of the times where things are heavy, toxic. Think of the internet. Think of the president. Think of the videos people are constantly sharing. Red, red, red. Red comes red, to mind. White, white. Okay. <laughs> I wish I could see his face when he said that. Okay, so here's what here's what the meditation is gonna be. Mm-hmm. You can either start at your toes or start at the top of your head, whichever one you're drawn to. Now I want you to breathe in the color that brings you calm. Like breathe it, picture it as like a little energy or wave of color, and then I want you to breathe out the color. That you don't want The one that you attach to toxicity (coughs) (laughs) You see It's working already (laughs) And the way that it helps is that If you start at your toes Or start (laughs) Yo Dustin is really releasing over here (laughs) You got a lot of weight It works (laughs) So what you're going to think Is picture the color Filling your body from the top of your head or if you started at your toes and start picturing your head being filled with it, your neck being filled with color and keep taking the breaths, the take the breath in of the color you want and then release the color you don't want and keep taking those deep breaths with the color waves until your whole body from head to toe, your arms, your belly, your knees, your thighs, your toes all of it is filled with the color that brings you calm and peace. And that's a really, really calming meditation using color therapy. Okay, what ha- question? Is it too mm-hmm. early? Am I interrupting? No, go ahead. Okay, I see blue now. Okay. So does that mean, like, I don't know, like, I feel like water now. Well, that's a good Maybe thing. Maybe it's all right until but now you feel I calm. I, Yes, I feel great. <laughs> as actually. long as you feel calm. And mm-hmm. I think it's just a nice meditation because, first of all, color therapy is awesome. Yes. Using colors. I know some people, when they listen to music, they see colors. Mm-hmm. I forget what that's called. I'll look it up. Being high. <laughs> <laughs> Being high. Um, but it's just a nice way to find, to get present, number one. Like, stay away from your phone for a little bit. 
from people around you. Maybe this is a good thing to do at work. You know, you go to the bathroom sometimes, you just like need to breathe. Or if you wake up first thing in the morning or maybe right before going to bed, whenever you can get a couple of minutes, fill your body from head to toe with that color that brings you peace by filling your your body with the breaths and releasing the darker color just it's an energy thing you're releasing the energy you don't want and making room for the energy that you do want amen amen so that's that's it it's just mm. a nice color therapy meditation that i want you guys to try and that's it for this week's wellness segment Whew. i love how peaceful y'all look you know what's funny we used to do stuff like that in high school. Really? I had a random, and this is, I'm going to tell this in a really messed up manner because I don't want to give this woman her flowers. But oh. you, know how the, <laughs> you know how the teachers are just like teachers that work, so they're trying to figure out what the hell to do with their students. Mm-hmm. So one of our acting teachers this year, she just was kind of like, all right, I guess we got to do acting exercises. So like Dead. a lot of her curriculum was like yoga and all that stuff. Ooh, so I would have been yeah, the happiest so, student in there. It, so it did connect. Luckily, she wasn't BSing. Like she was finding the things that she knew would work that connected connected like that she knew about because yeah. it was artists doing the breathing exercises to connect with their roles so we would do the color therapy and so she would actually sometimes have the colors like she would have oh like on the wall yes so oh, she nice. so she would like just hold up a color she was like how does this color make you all feel and then we would mm. say happy whatever and you know normally because one person said happy everybody else gonna say something good right and then obviously the next color is gonna be bad because <laughs> you only got two options so you, you kids but it was very effective so she'd be like now close your eyes now, the color that made you happy, breathe it in. I want to hear you. Deep breaths and do it. Oh, I love so that. So instantly when you said breathe the colors in, now that's why I opened my eyes. I was like, girl, you about to make me meditate. I know what you need now. Like, I know what it is. I, I love think, it. It's so nice. That's great for, like, high schoolers, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's so appropriate because, like, as a kid, like, in elementary school, that kind of shit used to make me, like, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't trust whoever it was because it was too close to the shit. They would tell you, like, you know, strangers and pedophiles. Right. They would be saying oh, to you. No. They're trying so to tell all you them to keep questions safe, like no? asking me, how does this make you feel? <laughs> I, you know, I was side-eyeing like a motherfucker. Like, it make me feel like I'm finna have to tell somebody whatever you finna do next. <laughs> imagine, but imagine. High, school, high school, school is different. But imagine you in high school, yeah. you still thinking like that. How does this color make you all feel? And the hood nigga stand up like, bitch, what the fuck you do? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, 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 don't ask me no shit like that. <laughs> Bitch, what's two plus two? We in school. Like, what the fuck you talking about how this color make me feel? None of your goddamn business, first of all, since we get personal. Okay? You better teach me some algebra, some pre-trigonometry. You know what I'm saying? What's going what? You know the rapper Trouble? Yes. There's a video he did. It's called Over and Under. You guys ever watch those videos on YouTube? They are hilarious where they Mm -hmm. ask artists questions and they ask him what he thought about witchcraft. And he was like, that's spooky. (laughs) 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 Me and Jade been calling everything spooky. Spooky. (laughs) But that's what it made me think of. Imagine in high school, like, that's spooky. Don't be having me breathing no damn colors. We just just knew this teacher. We were like, she just coming to work, y'all. Let's just go and see what Katie talking about today. (laughs) We were some terrible students. Ask me no shit like that, no one-on-one. I'm glad it wasn't like your guidance counselor asking, you know what I'm saying? Right, well, that would kind of make a little bit more sense because, you know, I guess depending on the type of counseling you see, and they would hold up them little pictures like, how does this Everything make you feel? needs to be oh, by the yeah. book. Right. Everything so, needs like, to be by the ink, book. The little ink Yeah, the little ink blot. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, in acting class, it's kind of like, girl, don't you want a monologue or something? Talk right. about colors. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, I got these, like, come get these words. Who's you? Ice tea? Colors. <laughs> colors. 
Colors, colors. Damn. But hopefully you guys will try that. Give me feedback yes, if you do. It was right? fantastic. And yes. this here point of like this was great. It was. I really wish people could have seen y'all faces. Y'all really left the room. It was yeah. great. Yay. And I love it because I, I decided that the colors should be customized because people yes. react differently to colors. Yeah, like if I tell you pick this and then release that, usually people like release black. But to me, black is a calming color. Black for some is beautiful. <laughs> Always bet on black. <laughs> black is beautiful. Okay. So black is beautiful. No, but something to try. And that's it for this week's wellness. That was great. Let's jump into That was into a good ass wellness segment because I feel so much feel better it. about everything. I'm telling you, it's a great thing. I love doing it first thing in the morning before I even get out the bed. I love doing it first thing in the morning before I get out the bed. Why did I say that? I too. <laughs> Love doing it first thing in the morning. <laughs> the morning delight. Mm-hmm. I told you I'm a breakfast person. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Asante, please take it away. <laughs> take it away. All right. So welcome to the Music Man segment. Before we start, or to start it off. Everyone, please go cop Big Frida's Third Ward Bounce. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, think, yes. <laughs> I mean, I just think that there's no other way to to kick this off than Frida. There, were, there was a lot of stuff that happened in music, but I feel like Frida needs to shine, all of the shine. I want to start off on a positive note. Um, it's only it's only five tracks, you know, for people that are like, oh, if I, I, I don't know what type of album this person will, but it's only five tracks. How right? do you guys feel about the thing that was going around? I saw it on Twitter for a while, the, the stink pieces, as Dustin mm-hmm. would so kindly put it, where people were mad that Frida's voice gets used a lot, but... Her image is never used in the videos. You know, like how uh, Drake used it, Beyonce, mm. and I forget which other mainstream artists and people kind of felt the way. Like, why wouldn't you put her in the video? I see the point that everybody's making. Um, and I definitely think that it's two huge opportunities, two huge albums, two huge records, rather, um, and two really visible records. But I still think people can kind of do what they want to do with their videos. Right, And I think true. that Frida's contribution to both songs was not necessarily one that, you know, warranted, like... I don't know. It still would... I think it would have been... Because small, like, yeah, samples. I still think it would have been dope as hell. You for know what I'm culture. saying? For Especially for nice... For, for both songs, actually. Because mm-hmm. yeah. they are so deeply culturally rooted. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I have more thoughts about Frida's EP, though. Mm, I love it. It was good. And mind you, Frida said, as long as the check clears, she don't care. <laughs> Which <laughs> I see. Right. Amen. She's First like, of all, I'm not tripping. Big Frida is working. Let's working. be clear. It has Festival been. after festival. Yes. Super great, like collaborative projects with brands and, and working in different capacities other than just performing. Like Frida is out here. And I'm totally happy about it because I love bounce music. You know, I love New Orleans and all of that. Yeah. That being said, <laughs> okay this ep is five tracks <laughs> i like one song and the one song that i like i love play i didn't i put it on display you didn't come to play that's my <laughs> shit i've been tweeting about it all week Cute. i listened to the um ep and it's cool the song with lizzo is cool mm-hmm. you know but the only song that really really like took me there is play play is the sh- like the Shit. And I don't know, maybe I want this is very like pop T 
tinged bounce music. Right. And sometimes I, you know, I love like going to New Orleans to the club, and I know that's crazy. And I, there's a place for all of this. And get money, Frida, because I ain't mad. Truly. But I just play as the song I like on there. I like the whole project. Um, for people that set the whole thing with Frida not being in the videos, I think that there is definitely something missing when you don't have Frida in it. Right. But I think that we are still waiting for Frida's season. And mm-hmm. I don't want it to happen before Frida has a season anyway. I, I think people want those things to happen to kind of lead into Frida's season. Like, oh, Frida's in the video with Drake. So, like, now Frida's really on. Right, like to but, initiate it. Right. So, like, you know, Dustin, he said he only liked one track off the project. And I know Frida has a very diverse fan base. Mm-hmm. So I think Frida's still making all different types of music to find out, like, all her hits, which I think is really dope. Because, I ain't mad at Because it. there's a large market for Frida. And shout out to the track with Lizzo just because... Like, I can tell when Frida comes to places like New York and everybody's bouncing all over the goddamn walls, drunk as fuck. Like, it's <laughs> black people and a bunch of white people in there, some Asians in there, like everybody in there trying to bounce their asses off. <laughs> so, like, some of these records I hear and I'm like, ooh, oh, this ain't really for me. But in my mind, I'm thinking, like, oh, they gonna play that at them clubs that I don't really like yeah, to go to. And so I love that. I want Frida to get this shine. Right. And so then I also think, like, Damn, like now I can't wait for Freedom to make this type of record. And damn, I think it'd be dope if Freedom makes like a world record too, like a world bounce. Like I'm just thinking about all these cool things. So it's just really dope to see Freedom drop new music. It looks wet, like so on 10 compared to what Frida's been doing so you can see that the, there's that element of like an evolution there yeah I just appreciate it all changes yeah see y'all are the best kind of fans because y'all just happy she's getting money mm-hmm. you yeah. know because most people are like oh the music's changing you're going mainstream but it's clear she's playing around with her sound right you know and trying Freedom to f- work and making yeah. some of the same music for a lot of this time so why not you know play with some things see yeah. what's gonna work and, and then- she's experimental remember on the show like with her looks and <laughs> yes. her hair and the video and the styles like she watched wanted different things she didn't want to just do bounce in the club like she wanted to try different elements and, and change the background and, and that's exactly why we haven't had the Frida season yet because I feel like I get what you're for saying. me personally I feel like there's so much that Frida will do when Frida like has arrived and Frida like all this working and stuff and people wanted Frida to like have been put on like Frida's been working so when Frida does have that album like we might see features on there we're like damn you know they only do one feature uh, every couple years. Barbara Streisand or some shit. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like like Freedom Celine Dion out this bitch. Like, <laughs> right. I'm going to lose my shit. Like, Freedom Bjork. Ooh. Bjork would cut up on the bounce beat too. Frida and Tom York. I thought you just about to say Frida and Tommy from Love. Beat her, 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 Fight on the TV. Fight on the TV. It's a Monday night on VH1. You see me. Fight on the TV. Where's my pig? Oh my God, that was so good. (laughs) Tommy and that damn pig. Tommy come in talking about her pig. We'll come back to that. Um, Right, we ain't there yet. (laughs) We'll get there. We're not there yet. But yes, again, check out Frida's uh, five track EP. Karaoke is the track featuring Lizzo. Third Ward Bounce features Erica Falls, Bomb, Rent, and then Play features Goldie. That's the shit. Play, 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 y'all. Play, 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 play is play, the play. shit. I'm play, play. You. Watch the video for Rent. Check out the check out the whole damn thing. Tell us what you think. Um, I just had to kick off the Music Man segment with that. Hell yeah. And then I also just want to talk about if I were a rapper. If you're listening, it's happening tonight. 
Um, if you're listening after Wednesday, yo ass missed out. It was fun as hell. <laughs> Everybody's going to show the fuck out. Um, I probably shouldn't be doing some of this since you're on the show, but I just want to talk about like a few different artists um, that I'm going to highlight for if I were a rapper, just because it's me and it's my show. <laughs> um, I thought that it was very important to categorize certain artists because they've done so much for hip hop. And one of those is none other than the East Atlanta Santa himself, Gucci Mane. The East Atlanta Santa. Yes. I was on Wikipedia and I just learned so much about Gucci Mane. And I just figured I would share some of the information that I found. So a lot of this information is being brought to you by Wikipedia. And some of the information might come back on If I Were a Rapper. So if you're listening and you show up, say that when you raise your so hand. So Dustin another... gets to cheat? Or he's like, cheat? Well, well, I was about to say, say that you listen he to the episode. the notes. Well, some of the answers are like adjacent. So like he'll just at the very adjacent. least be able to like my <laughs> adjacent. What do you mean? The first person gets the answer, then the next two get the answer right, then the next three gets the answer right. <laughs> then yeah. everybody gets the answer Y'all gonna right. Throw the I thought about We're that. We're being Jay ridiculous. Sitting. Okay. And it was going to continue because I thought about that Jay sitting on Chasing Atlanta, but we going to dial back. OMG. We going to dial Shout back. Shout out to Fresh Alina who got me watching Chasing Atlanta and you know on what? YouTube. Since it is the music fan segment, shout out to Chasing Atlanta for playing all the tunes and I'm dead at We the, can wait. The, we sound, can wait. the soundtrack being like mainstream <laughs> song. Mm-hmm. Also, the transitional songs, too, <laughs> are directly, they're clips from, like, real reality real, stuff, yes, like the Real Housewives yes, and Love, Love and Hip Hop. Yes. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, Fresh, what do you have me watching? Thank you, Fresh, for your contribution to my registry on Twitter. <laughs> um, Roderick Delantic Davis, known professionally as Gucci Mane, since he released his debut album in 2005, right? Now, I remember being a young nigglet. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Jameer. Remember being young, Buck, and uh, so icy dropping and thinking to myself, what in the motherfucker is going on in the hood? Like another wave has been made because before that, I remember T.I. being the shit. And, you know, I mean, and not to say that he was no longer when Gucci appeared. Everybody was still making their money. But I just thought it was so interesting that we have all of these producers today and they have all this history that we might might not even know a whole lot about. So without further ado. Gucci Mane got his start in Atlanta, Georgia, but he's actually from Alabama. Oh, uh, so he's called the East Atlanta Santa, but he was actually born in Alabama. Mm. Wow, that rhymed. I am not a rapper, but if I were a rapper, hey. <laughs> Shameless. Shameless. <laughs> I can't help it. I can't help it. Um, yeah, he's from Bessemer, Alabama. And I just thought that it was so funny because I remember talking about him being from Atlanta on Twitter one time. And somebody's like, he's not from there. He's from Alabama. It's like, I know that he was not born in Atlanta, but there are a lot of people that have made their staples, such as one Ludacris right. from, he, from Chicago, but he made his staple out in Atlanta. And even Rich the Kid was born in Queens. And then he, I guess, was making music out in Woodstock, Georgia, which is not Atlanta, by the way. People say he's from Atlanta, and it's not. Woodstock <laughs> is very far. It's very deep. It's very hooked. Shout out Lil Uzi. Um, <laughs> shout out Lil Uzi. Shoulder <laughs> shimmy on that. Uh, he also had history with Waka Flocka Fame. Waka Flocka Fame. Waka Flocka Flame. Uh, Tammy's ex-husband? Tammy's baby father? Who knows? They broke up? They still married I mean, Tammy well, Rivera? Yeah, Tammy's baby father. Or Tammy's husband. Oh, me. I was Sorry, I forgot. I, I, memo. I just remembered that they had their fluff, and then she dropped that project not, re- not too long ago, and it still was sounding like, you know, then. Oh. So, you know, it was taking me back. <laughs> 
Look, an album, side note, since we were talking about Carfax, an album or a song could be a Carfax. Truly. There are a lot of Carfax about me. (laughs) (laughs) You could keep it in a song. I'm cool with that. Look, even give me a little royalty or two. Why, if you really want to be real, (laughs) period. (laughs) Shit. Put it in a love song. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Gucci Mane actually worked with Waka Flocka Flame, and they had extensive history together. And one Deb Adney, Waka's mom, they worked together. uh, She managed him. Mm. Yes, very, very w- a little known facts. I still oh, want Deb to manage me. That's, that's I mean, a whole. I mean, I know and, in there. and there were a <laughs> lot of people that did not know. I was, I was on Instagram live one night talking about a lot of this stuff, and people were like, "What? No!" And I'm like, "Yeah, y'all don't remember this." And then I remembered I'm from Atlanta, so I have a different perspective. So I felt like I need to talk about some of this. But uh, Deb Adney, she well, never mind actually. I should actually just skip forward because a lot of it is going to talk about some of the game. And I've decided that I'm not going to do that. So we'll move on to Gucci Mane is married to the best woman in the entire world, Keisha Kaor. And we'll move on because I'm, I'm remembering what I wanted to do with some of the games. And I don't want to do this yet. So I'll save it for the next time. Um, but Gucci Mane worked with tons of artists. Him and Zaytoven actually just dropped a project. Or Zaytoven just dropped a project and Gucci Mane is featured on it. And they do the project, East, the song East Atlanta Day. They dropped a video for it almost a year ago. But the mixtape is pretty hot. There are tons of features on it. And Gucci was the co-sign of many artists coming out of Atlanta. And I think it's dope that somebody that's not even from a place can go to a place, build his shit up, like make his name in the hood and run that shit and then put his name out, go to jail Come back to that shit and run it again today. True. Like when Gucci was behind bars, that nigga was still dropping music like no other. And he looks great. He I does. can't get Came over back a whole it. other nigga. True. That's why the, the whole clone rumors are kind of funny, but low-key, I'm like, was he clone? The well, best part is the music didn't suffer because of it. He's evolved personally. Right. And the music has not suffered or, you know, he has, he's not compromising like his artistic whatever. Because of his new life, meaning yeah. yes. he's still rapping about all the same stuff. The beats are still good. You still know what I'm saying? Still the same I'm magic. just think Gucci Mane is such a national treasure. <laughs> I'm thinking really about is. him and that song with Mac Breezy. Like, like there are songs you can play songs of his from 2000. He started back in 2005, but you can play songs of his from 2001. I feel like. And his shit be knocking. You can play Icy right now. Icy like, can go right now, and it can feel like the club again. What? Right now. It's a, it's a nitty beat. Okay. Zaytoven. Uh, like, there are all these, like, people that, like, came on the scene that really created everything happening right now. And I'm just so proud to be from Atlanta that happening. Gucci Mane is the... I think he's the only rapper that I can think of outside of... You know, the greats, Jay-Z's and them that can transform. Like like men don't have like transformations or eras and stuff like that. But I feel like Gucci did. And he's changing with the times. Yeah. And one thing I appreciate is that a lot of the rappers don't know how to connect with the Lil's. You know, right. like the young He works with all of but them. But he works with all of them. Mm-hmm. And he says it. Mu- the music has changed because of them. And I'm just changing with it. You know, if they if this is what it what the sound is now, then I have to figure out how Gucci fits into that sound. Why oh, hate Migos, Lil Yachty, Twenty One Savage, like the list goes on of the new Ray people, Sherman, Ray yeah. Sherman, like of just the Riley new people. He's been, 
<laughs> I was waiting for it. You always find a way. The worst part is I was about to start playing. I said, don't. <laughs> and I couldn't mm-hmm. think of that little white girl name, luckily. What's the white girl from Love Hip Hop Hollywood? Hollywood? Chanel West Coast? <laughs> oh, oh, my shit. God. Chanel Chess Code. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, snort Nash. You get on my nerves. So, yes, this has been Gucci Man Appreciation segment. I love it. You took it back to, like, the junior high school book reports. Remember, yeah. you had to pick a topic and find Gucci. everything. Right. <laughs> Gucci Man defined the new Atlanta sound. Well, like, Atlanta sound when it was coming up. Because I remember, like, So So Deaf, like, Jermaine Dupree, like, that was the stuff that I was growing up on. And then, like, you know... There was that debate, that whole thing that happened with the Gucci Jeezy, who's I, who's icy came first. Dead. But there were a lot of songs in Atlanta where shit like that was happening. It was kind of like, like when the snap movement was happening, there were a lot of people that were dropping their, uh, uh, there was like a lot of Atlanta lingo. And I'm like, not even sure why I would say any of this. But, oh, how rich girl, rich girl, how city girls say tighten up. Like tighten up, I remember that being code in Atlanta back in 2005. Back when, like, people would do their dances at uh, Pool Palace and all that stuff, people would come out with dances in their squad names, K-Squad, Ben Hill Squad, and then they would try to be like, we made this song first, like Bubblegum, or La- like Laffy Taffy was the track that came out, and so then people had tracks called Bubblegum, and then all the heads came out, there was like Bobblehead, it was a lot. <laughs> but this is just Atlanta history, very niche history for those who were not really in the hood where all the things were good. Cute. So if anyone ever wants me to pull my A card, I will be more than happy to slap that bitch on the table all day. <laughs> Back when Titty Boy was Titty Boy. Thank you titty so much. Boy, what a name. What a name. <laughs> uh, so let's get into the listens lately. Tell me what you've been listening to. Oh, shit, I thought that was it. Oh, well, we can move on. <laughs> I got to work. Let me go for my phone. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't got to go to work. You just got to pull up your title. I've been listening to the Coco soundtrack. Oh, God. Why y'all trying to get me to watch that movie? Remember me. (laughs) (laughs) So cute. That movie, you've got to see. I'm not watching. No, you've got to. Well, whenever I feel like feelings. Just don't watch it on a flight because. Whenever I feel like feelings. Right. So, um. I was, I forget where I was. I was somewhere in Brooklyn and this song comes on and I was like, what is this? Thank God for Shazam. All these apps that help you figure out what songs are. There's an artist named Mad. M-A-A-D. Oh, Mademoiselle? I, is that the her, her, Is she a rapper? Name? But she's singing? She's like a singer, singer rapper? I don't think she's a rapper. She's a model turned singer. And the thing is, I remember her as soon as Shazam pulled up her face i was like let me see i remember her from myspace but she had a different Mm-mm. name her name was like natasha or tasha something she's beautiful she's a model see mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i like mad better it's it's fresh Catchy, right yeah. so here for it so the song that came up was called black ice and y'all it is so cute i don't know if it'll play she's mad as her at yes yeah that's mad yeah I didn't know she was still making music. I know. Do you remember her from MySpace or no? I met her through Latasha in Dope for Dope Files like 10 years, like 10, like eight or nine years ago. That's what I'm saying. She's been working. Yeah. Like, I remember her. Yeah. Hey. Right? 
Getting yes. dress music. You know, and then when I went to look it up, obviously, she has a whole EP and it's um it's called Lay Funk. And it's dope. Like every song she even has a song with Ro James, which you know yeah. we love Ro James, and it's good. Yes. The whole project is good. I tweeted about her and a couple of people were like, yo, she been dope, she been working, she been putting out music. But I just couldn't believe that I remember her from MySpace. I was like, yo, that's, that's wild. That's great to see. Because though. there are artists like her who people be like, Oh, she's an overnight sensation. And people nah. don't realize these people have been putting in work. Yes. Hey, SZA. Hello? <laughs> right? So that was dope. I t- totally fell into a rabbit hole with her music. Um, who? Why are you laughing? I found the interview of her and Tasha back in 2011. <laughs> See? Working. Um, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Afrobeat. Mm-hmm. I went back Ooh. into Afrobeat. London Town, Mr. Easy. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Burner Boy. I've just been falling into a whole... Rabbit hole of Afro beats. Y'all know how I feel. Oh, techno, of course, Wizkid. Mm. Apparently, he just sold out like the O2, is that what it's called? The O2, O2 Arena. Arena. He wow. just sold it out, which That's is huge. like monumental. Him and the whole lineup was Afro beat artists. That's Malik, so shout out to Malik Berry. Y'all know I love him because yes. <laughs> every project he puts out, I'm like thirsty after it on Twitter as soon as he drops the links. He was on the lineup. And then what I loved about it was that Wizkid brought his folks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he brought, like, I think five other Afrobeat artists to the O2 arena to share in this monumental moment of African music taking over. And Hell I was yeah. like, that's so fly. Y'all know I love the whole ecosystem mentality. So seeing that, go to Wizkid's uh, Instagram and see the images that his photographer took of behind him with the whole stadium in front of him yo Field. epic Damn. epic epic everyone with their phone like the light you know when it looks like lighters yeah. just dope oh. i love it i love it so i've been in an afrobeat mode what about you dustin um so there was this song they played on queen sugar um last oh, week i need to catch up yeah when nova was going through a moment and it's really dope i think you say this girl's name um i think it's say nabo say but she's really dope. Peep game. So you say all you want to be is remembered. Sold. I'll make you go down in history. You gonna love her. So you say all you want to be is remembered. That's Ooh. enough for that. But yeah, it's Sold. dope as hell. Um, I love that song. I also have been totally on an old school vibe listening to The New Birth. Um, which I don't care, but this is my shit right here. <laughs> yes. I picture Dustin Everything. with yeah, a are. robe. Uh, oh, yeah. And a cigar and house shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, and you, some, you some have whiskey. no idea. <laughs> but yeah, so I've been listening to the new birth. Um, what dope. else? Big Bank. I also went down a jagged edge rabbit hole. Oh, shout out to my boy Mello who put me on this really dope song by Mac Miller. Believe it or not, called "Objects in the Mirror." 
Um, there Weird, because I went through a Mac Miller thing this weekend, too. I didn't even know. I didn't know that all that was available to go through, but now <laughs> I'm on board. He was performing it live over in the UK, I think it was. And, you know, I love, like, a raspy, raw vocal. And mm-hmm. the way he was, like, performing this song, it really connected with me. Um, and actually, after I was finished with it, I went and listened to Rihanna's Higher on her anti-album. Oh. It had a total moment. So <laughs> that's it. I could go on and on. But uh, right. an episode can only be so long. <laughs> Amen. Um, Before we go, because I was in the six, I was listening to like a lot of people from Toronto just to see what the feel was. So everybody, I need you to go check out Jessie Reyes. Um, She's been putting in a lot of work. She had a song called Figures, and then she re-released it with Daniel Caesar, who I don't know if y'all canceled him or not. I think y'all did. Oh, gosh. I don't know if he's back. We got to check the roster. I can't damn keep up. Anyway, she dropped a new single called Body Count, and um, she's just super fucking dope. I really love her. Her her EP was called Kiddo, and that was the one that had figures on it, but Body Count is the newest track. And she also has a song with Calvin Harris called Hard to Love, and I fucking love that song. It's good. (laughs) I like the title. (laughs) Oh, it's not a party record. No, she's not that girl. Shocked me. You said Calvin Harris. That's me. I don't like to talk, but I love to sing. And I don't smoke, but I love to drink. I'm paranoid. I don't miss a thing. But I'm still nice. At least that's what I think. Fall in love. She got them avocados. Avocados. And she goes up. She's got literally all the avocados in her mouth. I'm not playing with you because on the other song, uh, Figure, she's like, Figure. That's how she starts off. Yo, you know, Scissor's injured. Yes, and I'm mourning. That's why I'm wearing the shirt. And I'm dead at all of y'all who tagged me under the post with avocado emojis. Uh, Y'all are. What? I was like, please stop. Please don't do that. Because people would be like, why is everyone tagging Fred? What the fuck? Avocado and banana emojis. Why did y'all do that? Why did y'all do that? I showed Maya and she was crying. She was like, y'all are terrible people. Savage. <laughs> no, but all jokes aside, that's really sad. I hope that's it's something. I mean, I know with, with vocal injuries, there's rehab, you know? It just mm-hmm. takes a while to get to get it back in shape. So hopefully her fans are understanding. You know, fans are like rough with stuff like that yeah. and let her get her time up to get it fixed you know, instead of like rushing. I'm one of those fans and I wish pe- a lot of more people would ad- adopt this mentality. A lot of people put out music. So if I... There's if, so much else to listen like, If SZA had like a to. year or two to heal and then in that time wrote a sh- uh, like awesome, surefire, like hit-ass album like this was, because this album right here... I've I have passes of albums and tracks that I can listen to and still get up with. Yeah. But like this is a great project. So I would rather wait for her to heal herself completely and go through like a, a breakup or whatever else she gotta go through no, while she's doing it and then write up some dope ass fire ass songs and give me a bomb ass album than her pushing out steroids to keep singing the same right. songs. And then and it not does long term damage, yeah. which is why a lot of our icons 
can't sing anymore and then y'all make fun of them yes and when then they, they try and then they get addicted to other drugs and then you making fun of them because they can't get their life together and it's because y'all ain't being fans and y'all dragging them all the damn time yeah, yeah. And i know she must be scared because that is probably the scariest thing for your doctor to tell you especially right before a tour man at this point in her career when she's like Still experiencing so early. Like professional highs right, right now, like yeah so everyone send good energy to her prank for SZA yeah everybody play garden SZA oh yes. we should all play SZA music SZA go sit your ass down drink some tea don't talk to nobody about nothing except your grandma <laughs> play except your grandma let her do all the talking and impart some more wisdom on you everyone listening play a SZA song right now garden for you know <laughs> <laughs> um, outside of that outside of Jesse Reyes Anders out of Toronto was really dope um, he makes Toronto music like that whole like the audacity he sounds like <laughs> yeah. I give you that word use a break it down now I press it up What's his name? Anders? Yep. Anderson, just no O-N. Got you. And then the last person I've been listening to also from the six is Ebony, but there's it's E-B-H-O-I-O-N-I. Excuse me. She has what? What the fuck is her name? (laughs) E-B-H-E-B-H-O-N-I. Ebony. 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 Sure. Ebony. (laughs) All right. So she has a song out too called Ops. And um, I think this is our only song, but... It's R&B, it's cute. So yeah, somebody new out of Toronto, or somebody working out of Toronto, I should say. So that's what I've been listening to since I was out there in the six. And remember I mentioned um a rapper. I actually played a, a piece of it and both of y'all was like, ooh, her name was Tierra Wack. Yeah. She yeah. had like a super vibe. Did you see the video? I was just about to ask yeah. you. She put out a visual and it's dope. It's like a short film. Yeah, it's like and it, as hell. Yeah, and it's she called Wack. Yeah, it's called Wack World, but she spells it obviously W H A C K World. You guys got to go on YouTube and check it out. I just love it. She's experimental. She's playing around, yeah, it's and the cool. fact that she's new coming into the like. Well, let me not say that because it's just like right. mad. We don't know how right. long she's been putting in work, but. This is clearly her momentum, her yes. moment right now because yes. people are taking note. I'm seeing her name everywhere and it's cool because we just talked about her. Um, and I love it. She's creative. It was such a cool video. Check it out. It's on YouTube right now. Whack World, Tierra Whack, T-I-E-R-R-A. That was one of the best decisions I'd made because, you know, I just go on YouTube and right before I smoke, I'm like, let me put some videos to the side to watch. Yeah. And then I was, I was watching it and I was high. So I was like, this is a long ass video. And then I realized it was a short, short film. <laughs> I love it, though. So definitely check her out. It was the shit, man. Yeah. Cool ass concepts. And that's it. All right, so without further ado, we will move it on over to the TV land. Dustin Ross, please take it away. <laughs> okay, so a couple things this week. First of all, The Real Housewives of Potomac has been really interesting. Um, the third <laughs> season is taking place right now. We're kind of deep in. We may be on episode 10. I can't really remember. <laughs> um, but there's a new cast member named Candace who 
is a pageant queen with a very overbearing mother, a cool husband, um, and she's just got a lot of things to say. And she has really, 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 really big hair. Like, I mean, like, they must have given her French braids the size of wire hangers and put a whole track on each one of them motherfuckers because it's like her hair is just, it almost looks like the curls are swollen. Pageant. So um, I watch (laughs) this show and I see all of these women who are discussing other women's style and the things that they're wearing and, you know, their presentation and everything is, oh, you know, well, let me sit down. I want to spend on this $4,000 gown. And then you look at it and it literally looks like the silks that the circus performers go up and twirl around in. What? And so I just... It was so specific. So for Potomac, for me, Reference. it's just been a... It's hard to watch The Real Housewives of Potomac outside of it being, you know, generically entertaining because they just need a stylist. That's just the bottom line. Like, everybody on the show, I know it's a regional thing or whatever the fuck, and, you know, style is personal and all that, but The Real Housewives of Potomac, for them to be very braggadocious, third-season reality television vets— I just think it's time for some sort of evolution and accountability when it comes to personal style because they just don't have any accountability. And the very person, they don't. They wear any damn thing. And when I say anything, I know it might sound like, oh, God, he's picking apart, you know, their clothing choices. I'm not. He right. I'm serious. This is like extreme OD ornamental, like... I don't even know how to describe like Monique like, has tacky. five houses. Monique has five houses and she and she was the she was the one that had on this expensive ass dress making the statement about spilling something on it. And in my mind I'm thinking like you have all these houses and you still pick the simple dress and it costs how much? Uh okay. All right. And it just it would be different if like when you watch the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, you know, and even Atlanta, you know, and they reference wealth or they reference, you know, like whatever, it's kind of validated by, you know, some of the things that you see. And in this case, these are just claims. It just feels like claims because they keep saying how they have these multi-million dollar net worths and all this stuff, and then they're sitting up there literally looking like like Nefertiri. You should see Monique's ponytail. I'm just saying. She always does the... Like gutter snipes? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't want to say it's the upgrade you ponytail because it's definitely not. But Mm-mm. she she I still tries, tries to point. do it. You know how many times I've tried it? Yeah, yeah but it, it's cute when you can do it. But I could even take like when that it looks good. better than like, I don't know. Like I said, this is something that you have to see to believe. So, yeah, because you were spot on when you talked about how Giselle was country before. Like, I told you. And, and literally is the main one. They say the reason that, I, that I'm being critical of their appearance, let me be clear, is because they do things like Giselle did. They come on TV and, you know, they say, well, you know, we I, I know I look like literally last week. Candace, the new girl who I like, she clowned Giselle's jacket. She's like, she you sit over with your sequins and camouflage on. Giselle literally, res- now this is someone <laughs> who, Giselle acts as if it is just incredibly ridiculous that anyone even challenge her in conversation. Why are you even addressing me? I'm fucking Giselle Bryant. Like, this doesn't even make sense for us to even be in conversation. That's how she acts. So when somebody like Lil Candace, the new girl on the block, flames you by saying, you know, you saw them sequins and that camouflage shit on, you respond by saying... I- I, I, I look I know I look good I look good now I look good that's what we not gonna debate <laughs> when you respond like that but you literally look 
spectacular. Like you literally and I'm sure look that you think like that you do. <laughs> oh my God! Like the, t- the it, it is so blatantly and offensively tacky, and then for them to make those claims, that's what makes it okay to have an opinion about it. Because it's like, first of all, no, you're not, and the fact that you think you are is what the problem is, and so it's really making it hard to watch. Moving on, um, and other Bravo-related news: Quad from Married to Madison. She filed for divorce from her husband, Dr. G. There's been all sorts of messy headlines that have hit all the news outlets. Not clapping. I, I'm sorry. Congratulations, Miss Quad, on this new chapter and this new journey that you are about to embark on. I just hated the way that he was playing her on that last season. I don't know they they marriage enough, but I just did not like that. I know Quad is a lot. So, so like right <laughs> now, the headlines have hit the news that are saying that she left the marital home and took, I mean, everything like the washer and dryer everything like she <laughs> pulled up and Dr. pulled G out don't use it anywhere. <laughs> and so he has now filed a countersuit alleging that she violated something called the um i can't remember the name of the law but it's some random domestic oh law God. abiding law or whatever where he wants all the items returned it's just getting really bad and ugly and word on the curb is and I'm bringing this up because you all know Ray to Medicine is very close to my heart it's one of my favorite shows and we talk about it often on here so hell who don't want to update right especially when it's juicy like this so um, apparently the woman who it was revealed that he took to a hotel room last year there was allegedly an interaction. They was they lied about the fact that they didn't fuck basically. Yeah. And I think he kind of got back to quiet. And now she's. We all know she's very absolute um, in her feelings about you know there being no place for infidelity within her marriage. And baby, she has hit it. Wow. So I watched Sister Circle TV, the talk show that she's a panelist on. And her disposition has been one that conveys that there's some sort of personal trauma going on and turmoil going on. Oh, really? And every time they bring up niggas or men on the show, she always be like, because they're weak. That's what the problem <laughs> oh, is. Talk oh, about it. And damn. then she pulls herself back together. Oof. Um, so <laughs> Damn. I say that to say Married to Medicine is going to be good. Dr. Jackie was walking up and down the sidewalk this morning on Instagram. And she always does this thing where she promotes, like, confidence. And so she takes these, like, walks, you know, like her shit don't stink to the towards the camera and back away it's hilarious so she was doing that this morning i can tell they're in full filming mode um uh also she's doing the delicious she's doing the delicious <laughs> i just want to speak really quickly about my love for star on fox yes please um this show has just although campy although you know music related and you know um, there are moments where it feels corny, you know, for lack of a better word. <laughs> Star is an amazing show. I'm completely fascinated with all of these storylines. I love the fact that Queen Latifah wears, you know, snapback wigs. I oh, think that this is God. just, you know, it's just fascinating <laughs> to see. Stunned. I wasn't even able to react quick enough. <laughs> I love the music. Um, <laughs> I love all the performers. Snap it's just back great. Wigs. I'm still there. Mm-hmm. Evan Ross is being a tough guy. All he delivers all his lines with his chest poked out. It's literally great, right? So <laughs> the music is good. Is it um, Dark Child? Yeah. Okay. I, I no. Is it Brian Michael Cox? I thought it was B Cox, but I'm not sure. It might be Brian Michael. Oh, Cox. Oh, maybe Dark Child does Empire. 
He did take over Empire because okay. remember originally it was Timberland. Oh, and got Dark you. Child took that over. It is. I'm like, I know Cox. I saw Dark Child on one of the credits, but I couldn't remember which show it was. The music on Star is what saves the campiness because yeah. there are some scenes where you know how you feel it. You're like, oh, he's about to break out in song, and it makes you be like, oh god. But then the song is good. You lose time to develop the scenes and the storylines because it is a music-related show. Right. So the performance scenes take away from that. That's why sometimes I feel like they be rushing a little bit with the emotions. Like, I got to be mad as hell right now, and then I got to get over in like six seconds, and you got to believe it so we can get to the next song. (laughs) But that being said, it's so goddamn good. So since the season finale was a couple weeks ago, we had a guest. We haven't had a chance to talk about it. I just want to issue just a couple predictions for next season. Oh, wait. And before we do Mm -hmm. that, can I just tell you how Carrie, Carrie's Corner, mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. ruined the song that I, I bring me. Because he always tweets, I bring weave. weave. Yeah. And yes. so I cannot say that every time they start singing it. Shout out to Carrie, man. Carrie, you Musical ruined genius. the song for me. I bring weave. It's hilarious. <laughs> he, brings, he tweets that in all caps every, every week. I bring weave. So I what do you think? You, we're all caught up, right? Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? As far as next season, now you know the show went out with a plane crash, and on the plane was Cotton, um, her son, Cotton's son, um, uh, Alexandria mm-hmm. was on that plane back to New York. Oh, the shoot. plane crash went down. There were several things that took place on this episode. I predict that Cotton's baby is not going to make it through the plane crash. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Cotton and Alexandria, of course, will make it. I predict that next season. Um, so the issue is going to be that Star and Alex's solo careers are taking off and they feel guilt and regret because of that. I think that Simone is going to go AWOL and people are going to have to look for her. Um, I foresee Carlotta having a love interest and being distracted from Take Six because, the, or Take Six. Take ah, Six. Ah, that's a gospel group. <laughs> um, take Three. Mm. because the girls are going to split up. And I think that's going to make Carlotta go her own way. I do. Um, And I'm just really looking forward to next season. Do you guys have any predictions for the next season? I feel like Simone, (laughs) Mm -hmm. something is going to shift because that's what always happens. She's going to be the plot twist Mm -hmm. and end up blowing up. And totally leaving the other ones in the, the, other dust. Ones in the dust, which is going to be unexpected because right now it looks like she's over it and she's kind of like the one that's getting the least attention. But something is going to shift, especially, you know, with all the changes with like her husband and you know what I mean? So, yeah, I feel like that's what's going to happen. I'm excited. Do you Do you guys like Luke James on the show? He's a great singer. He really can sing his ass off. Um, and his character makes decisions that are so frustrating to watch because it's like you I know. Right, the right choice is like right him. there. You know what I mean? And you're like, nigga, if you just would just stop, <laughs> would you just pull it together? I do not like um, him, Noah, and Alex dating. No, I don't know. I want. Oh, who else is on the plane? Um, Quincy's character. 
Remember, he went to the airport and he said, "My girl is on that plane." Oh, I Jesus. need the last five because he met, he fell out with his on grandma. This plane? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I do think is cool that Luke James lives. and the other actor from the New Edition—they're both in this show together. Oh yeah, that's I think really that's cool. great. Me too. Even though he's a punk, he gets on my nerves <laughs> on that show. He really can we talk about Brandy being a G? On oh this? my God! <laughs> I what? can't take it. Yes, and even Patty Lavelle. Patty Lavelle, <laughs> the OG on the block. That's they so had me funny. Laughing. When Patty LaBelle came over, oh, what's the tea? That was hilarious. <laughs> I was cracking up. Um, but uh, Brandy is really, I, I have always said that Brandy is like a very talented actor. Oh, absolutely. Like she can act her ass off. And she's really stepped, seeing her play such a brazen and bold role, you know, it's such so a departure out of her element, from her. She's yeah. doing a great job, though. She's doing good. So that's it on Star. Um, basketball Wives. It's back. I talked about it a couple weeks ago. I'm definitely still watching it. Um, it's still good to see Evelyn and Jennifer together being, you know, just Jennifer. hell on wheels together, <laughs> harassing everybody, starting all kind of hell shit. And then, you know, throwing the rock and hiding their hands. Um, then you have the new girls who are doing anything just to be relevant and get seen time. Oh, they're new re- girls. Oh, yeah. New There's girls. always new girls. I know. They always need some new That's blood the in there. Having stupid arguments, going into f- scenes and filming scenes, <laughs> just feeling like, well, I, I ain't going to let nobody play me, punk me, you know, like that's their thing. So now they argue about the you need most to check her. insignificant things, and it's just draining to watch. It's even more draining because you then have these great scenes of these relevant arguments that are deeply rooted in this series all the way back to season one between Tammy and Evelyn, between Jennifer and Tammy, between all our season two, excuse me, when Tammy came in. As Evelyn said, and I quote, with a busted ass wig and a fanny pack like when we first met you. Wowza. Yeah. So the the beef and the arguments are rooted in those types of issues. And it's just so great to watch. I love the fact that Evelyn and Tammy hate each other. It makes fascinating TV. Especially those two. They're so fiery. Mm -hmm. And I remember a lot of things about Tammy Roman. And I remember a lot of things about Evelyn Lozada. And I definitely have picked a side. I'm on Evelyn's side. Okay. Um, I do recognize where some of the things that Jennifer is doing are um, problematic for Tammy, but I just don't care because I feel like Tammy and Jennifer (laughs) bonded in misery a few years ago when Jennifer and Evelyn had fallen out. And I had very strong opinions back then about the way that Evelyn handled that. To me, when you're friends with someone and you have a disagreement and fallout, as I always say, there's just certain levels of disrespect and, you know, like nastiness that you just don't go to out of respect. Um, and Evelyn went there. She hit, you know, a toast to, when we say that, when we talk about, I want to give a toast to loyalty, that's a direct reference to um, Evelyn disrespecting Jennifer and following that up with a hit to the head with her her clutch. She hit Jennifer in the head that day. Yes, that, oh, that day. I that thought you meant now. I was no, like, what? no. They're friends now, and it's so good to watch, <laughs> even though all that happened. And I say I bring all that up because I used to really feel like Evelyn was wrong, and you know Jennifer was a person who didn't deserve that or whatever. Jennifer's been showing her ass since episode one of this latest season, encouraging mess, telling people what other people have said, um, and having an opinion about it afterward. And then when the person, usually Tammy's. Uh, um, truck driving hand having ass usually she comes over there you know Tammy got them them CDL hands them them uh, truck driving school hand Tammy looked like she went to the school 
Wow. You know how they had a commercial on TV <laughs> when you'd be off from school during the day and they had a commercial on TV for like the trade program. Oh, so, you know, a truck driving school. Tammy got them hands like she went. But anyway, Yo, it's usually it's usually at the hands of Tammy. <laughs> Um, the truck driving hands the, the truck driving hands a hand over hand turning ass cause you know the truck drive, the semi's got them big ass steering wheels the circumference looks like a fucking condor's wingspan so you know Tammy's long arm having that stretch I arm strong stop hand over hand in blue right now turning no, you didn't. okay driving in an old pair of them black restaurant shoes with the back heel broke down some lace up shoes that she just stuck her foot in and stepped on the back heel that's what she drives the truck in again we talking about Tammy oh Roman it's not a stretch you know and so but again like when Jennifer back to my point when Jennifer gets into those conversations where she's checked by somebody like Tammy she cowers down it's never confrontational. It's, hey, boo, 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 we friends. Everybody should be Not friends, boo, boo, whatever. Boo. But when the new girls have an issue with her, a relevant, valid issue, I should say, it becomes, I'm going through something, and you ain't going to be bringing this to me. And it's very aggressive and heated. I don't like that. I don't like people like that. You should keep that same energy every time you feel disrespected, not just when you feel like you can disrespect in return. Right. I don't like that. And so that being said, I do hope that Tammy Roman's Wrangler jean, Carpenter jean wearing ass. I do hope that she, I hope that Tammy Roman gets Jennifer and, and holds her accountable for what she's done. Jackie Christie is a filthy, bubbling, over stinking oh mess. Everything she does, and it's hard to They're talk. All on the show? Yeah, what? it's hard to speak of Jackie Marie Christie, Doug Christie's, Christie's wife. wife. I'm, I'm a, a boss. boss. I have businesses. <laughs> what you mean? Jackie Christie is back on the show, back up to her old antics. She talks about these conflicts as if they are the most unforgivable, egregious things that she's ever encountered. And then when she comes face to face with the person who she's in the conflict with, it's, well, I mean, I'm willing to move forward if you want to move forward because she really wants to be accepted by all these women. She really wants to be friends with these women underneath it all, but she wants them to accept her as a bad bitch. She wants them to accept her as a peer and an equal and someone that they really feel is of a certain standard. And unfortunately, she ain't and they don't. Right. So then she finds a hard time bonding and getting along with these women. And we end up with these ridiculous ass arguments. We do. Mm. So I'm tired of Jackie Christie. Um, she set up there um, and like she, she looked like, Atlanta. yeah, she looked like she was doing, <laughs> she looked like, she, and we'll get there, but she looked like she was doing Rhythm Nation on ice. She had on a black jeweled cat suit. On ice. Thank yeah. you for seeing me. She had on a black. Because no, uh, y'all never believe She had on a black <laughs> fitted full body cat suit yes. that had like, Silver embellishments and rhinestones on it, and How it looked sexy. literally like if they were doing a Ice Capades version of like the Rhythm Nation video. It was exactly what the outfit <laughs> would look like. Um, and she wore that in the confessional. Mind you, Jackie is literally like sixty some years old, like real shit. And so I, it's just for her to even be 
attempting to do this. She's always making these like pseudo lesbian references as if, and I sometimes I feel like she kind of just uses and exploits all the gay shit to be controversial. And you know, that's the first thing that make me hate the fuck out of somebody. So I've just been watching that and I just don't agree with it. And then she brings in her friends. Her friends are always the ones with the problem. Sunday Carter was a classic example of somebody who we could not have, we could yeah. have gone without, but Sunday. we were forced to have to deal with it because of Jackie like Christie. She sounds the way her name was spelled. <laughs> I couldn't stand Sunday Carter. I sounded like her nose had a clothes pin on it every time she talked. I could not Everybody stand her. <laughs> she was the dirt bag that made those references to Brandy's cancer and like didn't care about it or whatever. And that's why she ended up getting her ass popped in the face and a black eye. But my point in bringing up Sunday Carter, and I'm going to let all this go. I'm going to let all this go. Let it go. But my point in bringing up Sunday Carter is that Jackie always brings the worst possible people to the show as her friends. Mm -hmm. And she's done it again this season. She brought this girl, OG, who I'll just leave it there because y'all will watch the show. So make sure you tune in. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. I don't want to see nothing about Shawnee and all them kids. I don't know why she thinks that we view her as... You know, this mom that we want to look into her home life and da da da. We don't give a damn about Shawnee and all them kids. You Is got too many kids. It, she's got a spinoff already. Oh, okay. And it comes on right afterward. And they show commercials the whole time. And I don't want to see nothing about it. I don't want to see no commercial, no promo, no mention, no nothing. I don't care nothing about Shawnee and all them kids. I don't either. I all don't want to watch that. I don't. They're not interesting. It's paint dry. I don't want to. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't. So then the last thing that I want to discuss, um, the Queen Supreme Court has been hilarious. Oh, that's Um, right. Shekinah Joe was back on there. And (laughs) what made it refreshing about um, Shekinah Joe being on there was that she understood the tone of the humor of the show. Now, if you know what I'm talking about, you know, if you don't, you'll know as I speak. But there's a certain tone to the humor that T.S. Madison has as part of the Queen Supreme Court. There's things that take place. There's an order of the show um, when it comes to the jokes. Is it a revolving door still of yeah, Right now, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, which has been entertaining. Mm-hmm. But what I've noticed is that some people get it and some people don't. Which, for example, every time the show starts, she plays the intro music. She dances. Then she plays the intro music again. And she starts pouring her alcoholic beverage. This week, um, this girl was on there or whatever, and while Madison was pouring her drink, everybody knows Madison pours a whole bunch of liquor in the glass and while saying, just a splash, just a splash, but she's putting an excessive amount of liquor. Why are you telling her, that's too much, uh-uh, grabbing the bottle? You fucking up the joke. You know what I'm saying? My point in saying this is, moving forward, everybody that's coming to sit in that chair, if you don't know the lay of the land, just because you're funny and don't give a damn what comes show. off your side. Right. And know when to interrupt and when not. I hate it when people fuck the joke up. Would you go on there as a guest host? Yeah. You would? I would do that. You guys. For the culture. I would do Somebody it for the culture. Somebody tell T.S. <laughs> yes. I would do it for the culture. That would sit be down so with her. It would be great and we would fuck it up. You already know. But... You have to understand, and the reason it would be good is because I understand the tone of the right. show. So, so certain so things, perfectly. you know, you know. So shout out to Shekinah Joe because Shekinah understood the tone of the show right. so much so that 
everybody knows T.S. Madison shakes her breasts at the beginning of the mm-hmm. show. It's something that means, you know, just being bold in your face. We're going to have an opinion tonight. That's the way the show is based. So sometimes people get that. Sometimes they don't. Shekinah Joe got it because she was literally the way that she was playing with her boobs and like putting them in the camera. It just was perfect. And when people get the humor, we know the history of this show. And so it's so refreshing when people understand the the tone and the humor and can blend well with that. While we're on the Internet, I just want to mention one last thing that I have been watching and I think you all have as well. Chasing Atlanta. <laughs> yes, I cannot get enough. Fresh and friggin' Lena. I cannot. We're not going to go too deep because it's literally not deep, you know? <laughs> so I just want to say that... <laughs> Um, I am thoroughly then entertained. I'm a, I'm a boss. I want to help people. <laughs> um, I'm thoroughly entertained. And all of them are just these brazen entrepreneurs who, you know, don't care about anything other than the next argument. And I think it is so fascinating that they literally get in front of the camera and go, <clears throat> you know, every time we see each other. <laughs> It's always a problem and a it's drama and a powwow. And I'm just so sick of all of the drama and everybody always having an issue. So I just want to get everybody together, sit them down every and episode, talk about it. Every, That's literally. Every, I don't even know why. Oh, my God. <laughs> you say you're tired of having these conversations. And you're so having another I want to just get everybody together so we can just sit down and get all Yo. the issues out. Here we are again. <laughs> so didn't we just do this? That is the funny. But, you know, I think of the... Um, like the basketball wives and all of them is the same thing. Yeah, if but, you uh, if you remove the so and so gotta talk to so and so about a problem they're having with so and so, I always wonder what's the storyline that's left. Yeah. I just always <laughs> For real though. I, I at the very least think that it's a funny representation of, you know, since we're recycling these formulas, but now we get to see it with young gay Atlanta. Like, that show is like funny. young gay Atlanta right. because they are young and you can tell that they are young by the shit that they talk about and how they even interact about certain things. Like that is some young bullshit. But none of them are from there, right? I mean, not that I know. I think that's oh, well, I think that's the premise that they're all yeah, they're like, all like new, moving there from yeah, for like a dream. They're all transplants and they're chasing Atlanta, like trying to figure out how to navigate the space. You're so kind. <laughs> <laughs> He's so kind. You know, damn well, it's just a bunch of people that want to be on camera <laughs> and was with the shits. And, you know, they can figure out a way to be a boss. I got, I'm in the industry. I got business. I'm a boss. I'm a I boss. just want to help people. You know what I'm saying? That's what everybody on the show is a boss that wants to help people. Ooh. And they all in the industry. I'm going to put bitches to work. Yeah. And so it's just, but it is wildly entertaining. Montel, you're my favorite. I love your face. Lyric is my favorite. I, I like that Montel likes to fight. I love so Montel's So I identify face. with that. <laughs> uh, I think that Divine is funny. Um, and that, you know, that's about where the buck stops for me. <laughs> I Everybody think I, else. I think I genuinely only that's like. That's <laughs> I think I genuinely only like Jalen. Just because you could tell he's Jalen's hair is you can tell so that he's nice. just Jalen is funny. <laughs> and like, he makes me laugh he's in his funny, confessionals when he's talking about the other people. It's funny. He's he makes most, good jokes. He's the most authentically <laughs> stank. Like, you know, there are like right. levels to stankness. Like for him, like, you know, Sky, he just goes from like zero to ten. Like, like his stankness is like, it's not even a stank. It's just that I'm a fight. Like, it's like, like you could just be stank and hate a bitch and keep it moving. But he just goes, no, no. But you bitches, you are not going to try he me. I'm going to teach you he bitches. I think Sky is just a Taurus. 
You gotta like push us push us to get to that point, but we don't just be like that. I think he But Jalen <laughs> I feel like he has a lot of shit going on. And like he tries to talk about it. And since he don't always talk about all of it, we just be seeing him pop off. <laughs> because he looks and seems real cool and calm. But it's just like every time I've seen him, he has popped off and want to pop a bitch. That's so I actually so I like Skylar because I really feel like he or Sky because I feel like he don't be wanting to do the mess. But then he be keeping it like all going. Like his friends be trying to hold him back and everything. He's like, no, no, because once he starts, he don't stop. Someone in the comments was like, I would love to see Sky's hat collection. <laughs> Yo, every episode, every scene. For, for every occasion. Right. Young papoose in this motherfucker. But like, I mean, you know, it's just something that it's a guilty pleasure. So we're all watching. Yes, yes we are. And can't wait for the reunion. Um, last year, they was getting it in at the reunion. Shout out to my nigga, Davon. Well, that's not my nigga, but he makes me laugh on that show. So... You know, that's it, Chasing Atlanta. I watch every Wednesday. (laughs) So that's it for TV, you guys. Let's wrap this shit up. All right. Well, before we move on to our next segment, just don't forget to email us at thefriendzoneatloudspeakersnetwork.com with all of your questions, comments, concerns. And um, I wanted to actually, because we took a, a such a long break, I wanted to read uh, something that somebody sent us. Shout out to Max from out in Chicago. He was at the Friends on Live Chicago show. He came up and he asked us about you know his brunch that he was doing, how to promote it, and all that stuff. Oh yeah. Um, he just he wrote in and he said he wants to thank us for the advice on overcoming his challenges of curating the event and for allowing him to plug his event. The event was sold out and it was so dope. He had a few people from the live show come through and it was great energy. And it was really nice. He tagged me and I was like, oh my God, the people looked great. He looked great. The venue was really nice. That's what's up. Yeah, that shit looked dope. And I just wanted to be sure that I want to shout that out because it's dope that when we come to different cities that we get to interact with you guys. And that was a situation where we got to help somebody with something that they were doing. So it's dope whenever you guys are at places and you connect. And you're like, oh, you got friends on squad. So so see y'all in L.A. Right, LA. Okay. So see you in LA. Don't know who you're gonna connect with or what you can plug and promote. That don't mean come to the show and plug and promote everything now. Cause you know, somebody might be like, Well, let me shout out. I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh. Hold up. <laughs> I just had to be clear. Without uh with that said, uh, this is the end of the episode. Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay, damn. Okay, so the subject for this week's email is having dreams is a motherfucker. Hey guys, I recently turned 20 and I've been in a weird spot lately. I had a rough go of things last year and honestly it's left me feeling like a shell of myself. Oddly enough though, it's left me even more motivated to follow my dreams. It's a weird trade-off, I know, but follow me. Ever since the turn of the year, I've been studying music. Whether it be legends I've been meaning to get to know, I just listened to Illmatic for the first time four years ago. So clearly I have a bunch to catch up on. Mm -hmm. Or learning how to mix and master beats and record songs. My question is, have you ever been scared of your own potential? I feel as if the sky's the limit and that scares me. As much as I've been pushing on to study my craft and learn from the culture's legends, it frightens me to know how far I can go with this. I don't want to come off as bragging about my skill or anything of the sort because I'm still in the very early stages. But I'm just so confident. I feel as if I can do anything and I've never felt like that before. When you guys were starting off in your careers, were you ever scared because you knew you couldn't do it? Or you knew you could do it? I hope it's not too weird of a question. Just asking. What do you guys think? Has there been a situation where you just felt like you were the shit and you just didn't know how not to be? Hell no, nah. shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm like trying to relate. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, anything that 
I want to be good at, I work at. So if I do feel confidence, it's based on me relying upon some sort of training that I've done or work that I've done. I've never felt like like that. <laughs> like out the gate. Yeah. No, yeah. No. That's a good problem to have, Except though. for, like, sex. Oh, god. But that's different. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that's what they was talking about. Did you get, like, a sexual tone from the letter? No. <laughs> no, that's Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see those hints of, like, that, well, is it, you know, how you feel when it's time to fuck? I, you know, I, didn't, get, I didn't get, like, those. So, Jesus. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it sounds like a great problem to have. Similar to Dustin, I've... Uh, maybe knew I was good at something like with music. I knew I had a gift, a right. natural ability, and it was just a matter of honing in and making it stronger and undeniably good. But it never made me be like, I'm too good. I don't, you know, like where it's like, I, I'm scared of where that will take me. No, by the time I knew I was good, I was like, let's run. If anything, I was just scared of the people around me. Um, not being as good, you know what I mean, in their jobs, mm. because that matters too. You don't make it by yourself. Um, and that's the only part that scared me is, and that goes even now, like with work and creativity and collaborations, your team, what do they say, the weakest link? Mm -hmm. You know, like that is true. It won't break you, but it makes things harder when your team isn't putting as much of an effort as you are. So that was probably my only concern. It's never so much like I know what I'm capable of. Mm. That's probably it, though. But it's never been a thing where I was scared of myself. No, mm -mm. I can't relate. I have um, been overwhelmed with thoughts of all of the potential of things I can do. So I think because you're like, I think I know the feeling because this is someone that's at the beginning stages of their training and they've been working. They're kind of like getting their finding their foot in. They're like, OK, I'm nice. Like I could really do some shit. And then um, you just start thinking of all the things you can do. And then you just kind of keep zooming out and think about all these endless possibilities. But I think as you continue to work and learn, it's going to hone in on what you really want to do and what you really are going to be doing. Because you're talking about making music, making beats. I think you're probably getting caught up in all this stuff. You're like, oh, I could do all sorts of shit. But depending on what you're making music for, like anybody can have a good ass beat. But are you going to be able to have a good ass rapper or a good ass like whatever it is, whatever you're making music or making beats for, you know, like there are just so many other components that go with being good. So I think that it's a good problem to have. But you also have to remember that it's only like one part of it. So if you feel like you're nice. Keep feeling like you're nice and keep putting in that work as you go along the way. I think they're like I was one of those people that when I would have an idea about something, it would just become like a really big idea and I would be zoomed all the way out. And I would have to figure out how to like zoom into one thing or like make it really cohesive and make sense as opposed to just saying like, I got the whole world at my disposal, so I'm going to just do all this shit. And I think that sometimes we get lost because we know we can do so, so much. So keep that excitement and that energy, but keep it where you at right now as you're learning and just be confident in all the shit that you're doing. Or learn how to do hair. Oh my God. That's a great industry for somebody to feel like they shit don't stink. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like a hairdresser, somebody like that, you want them to be confident like that. Like, oh, no, I'm finna fuck your hair up. Like, I'm finna fuck it up. Like, you finna be out here, like, looking good. That's what you want. So maybe that's maybe cosmetology. <laughs> well, they working in music. So, you know, I know it's a hard-ass industry. So feeling like you your shit don't stink is probably going to help you. Just like, I don't... 
I mean, depending on <laughs> depending on how good you are, I'm not saying you need to treat people like your shit don't stink. But you know, if you at the very least feel that way about your work and you can back it up with the work, then that's See, a, that's the get you gotcha right there because you got a bitch like Kim Zosiak. That's why you know I'm, I'm telling him to keep putting his work in. Uh uh-uh. uh. That's why I'm telling him to keep. Between me and you, and what I don't know, <laughs> it's how to sing, bitch. That's what you don't know how to do. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Confidence to get you sometimes. I don't know. You ready for the black business of the week? <laughs> Let's do it. So I saw a tweet by a young lady named Kayla, but she goes by Layla. Sh- well, I'll spell it. It's L A L A A S S S H, and she is twenty-one years old with her own beauty supply that just opened. Oh, look shit. how cool! Okay, right. And if you go on her Twitter, uh, she shows a video of the aisles and what's because people were like, what do you sell? And so she was showing what their inventory is like. Obviously, she's just starting out. So be patient. But it looks great. It Mm -hmm. looks like she really has it stocked. I see a ton of beauty products, a ton of um, hair accessories and tools, wigs and bundles and packs and uh, it's at 821 Veterans Highway in Bristol, PA. Mm. So support her. The fact that she's 21, that is amazing. She looks like a little baby. Um, and she shows video of her cutting well, the ribbon. Business. Right? I love it. Cutting the ribbon to her store. So a black-owned beauty supply. That's rare. Y'all know that. Yeah. And one time for her, because I'm sure she played with several different options as far as what type of business to open. Mm-hmm. One time for her opening something for the culture. Right. You know what I'm saying? A yeah. beauty supply. Black-owned. Right. Please. Black-owned. Woman-owned. So Layla's Beauty Supply. 821 Veterans Highway in Bristol, PA. Once again, her at is L-A-L-A-A-S-S-S-H. Check her out. Show her love. And most importantly, stop by her store and spend money. Yes. And that's it for this week's Black Business. Do you guys have any church announcements? I have a question before we do that. Mm -hmm. Do-rag, tail in or tail out? Tail tucked in or tail tucked out? Or like flowing? Depends on where you are. And the outfit. Okay. Why is this for the show tomorrow? No. Oh. Uh, it was a debate on oh, my not friend's a show last week. And so in my mind, I was wondering. Mine is a tail out. That's because I like all sorts of bullshit. Y'all remember I wore that flashy ass. I'm from Harlem. Uh, big all worm shit. <laughs> I like that. Tail out. Sleeping. Tail tucked in public. Because then you can do the whole like tuck and then tie the little thing on the side, which looks cute depending on where fa- your facial features is set up. <laughs> See, I am the one I like a little bit of extravagance. So if it's a, if it's like a yellow do rag or like a ooh, if I could find like a burnt orange do rag, I or love sky mouse's blue silky the, red one. It's yeah, so pretty. See, mouse tail one. out. I want that floor length do rag. Remember that video clip <laughs> where that <laughs> nigga had that floor length do rag? I want a that perfection. with a tail yeah. perfection. Yes, but um, extravagant. As far as church announcements go, again, if it's Wednesday and you're listening to this, if I were a rapper tonight, outside of that, check me out. I was on Hella Single Podcast for Slay TV last week. I had a very great conversation with Lamont Baldwin. You can check that out now. You can actually check my social media. I've been posting this stuff. There's videos that go with it, so you don't even have to search for links. You can just go look at the video content and then find the links there. Life is so easy. <laughs> um, I was also on Horrible Decisions Podcast last week, which I believe I talked to, so shout out to Mandy and Wheezy. And shout Wheezy. Out. Will be at If I Were a Rapper Tonight with Dustin, and it is the only time she will be getting her ass whooped by him 
in her life, and I hope she's excited for that. Outside of that, I will be on the West Coast in San Francisco with The Read. I will be at the pop-up shop. And after that, you can catch me um, on the West Coast again that following weekend, but we'll get there next week. What about you, friend? Uh, don't forget, LA, Los Angeles, June 16th, thefriendzonelive.com. Grab your tickets. We are so excited to see you. Toronto, my wellness retreat. We're taking a break for the summer because people have babies and need to spend time with them. Okay. Not me, but my team. Yes. Um, uh, so in August, I believe it is August 11th, we will be in Toronto, but the applications are already going out. And the applications for the week-long retreat in the Dominican Republic will be posted next week. So get your coins together yes. if you're interested in the bigger retreat. That's coming up as well. Activationtour.com That's for right. all of the information. Dustin, what you got coming up? Um, you know what? You can catch me out. Catch me out. <laughs> you can check me out, okay? Because fuck that badass little girl that need her ass whooped. Her and little Tay. Uh, yeah, in the store, Gucci in the boutique. Not with that little booger eating heifer told y'all to listen to. But moving forward from her fucking mustard and her cute mustard, she looks like she looks like she got mustard in her cuticles and like around her fingernails. Nasty. Yeah, I can't stand that. Badass little girl. <laughs> Moving forward. And whoa, Vicky. <laughs> Shout out to James Caldwell. Moving on. That's what he be saying. <laughs> James Caldwell on YouTube. But anyway, Wednesday's Grown Man Shit. CassisLife.com. Um, and there's some other announcements I'll be making very soon about the end of the month of June here in New York City. We're ready. So let's chat. See y'all soon. I'm That's in. it. <laughs> Love you guys as always. Thank you so much for listening. Stay black and protect your magic. Catch you next week. Bye.